hard-ass blistering rock and roll, dig? This program contains mature subject matter. Including maladjusted youth, masochistic hillbillies, and the excitement of the price is right. It may be deemed inappropriate for our younger viewers. Viewer discretion advised. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. <laughs> this show is behind the shem shemas. Yes, it seems. I'll give you a choice. Either put on these glasses or start eating that trash can. Yeah, it's a nasty scheme. What is BTS? When we are successful, we will be. We have a real chance of this. Your patience is wearing thin. Well, in order to solidify his title of Magus, Crowley went on a magical retirement to New Hampshire. There, he caught a frog, <gasps> presented it with gold, frankincense, and myrrh, I love and, you, bapti- <laughs> and baptized it with the name Jesus before releasing it. Oh, you're so cute, little Jesus. Oh, I love you all. Go in there, lily pad. Hang out of there. Then throughout the day, Crowley followed the frog around on his frog business. Then that night, Crowley captured the frog again <gasps> and and addressed it as if he was talking to Jesus Christ himself. No, Jesus of Nazareth, how thou art taken in my snare. Oh, my life, thou hast plagued me and affronted me. You're such a cute little belly. In thy name, with all the other free souls in Christendom, oh, your little feet. I wish I didn't have to do this. Oh, I love your little feet and eyes. (laughs) Next, Crowley condemned the Jesus frog to death. Execution for you! What did the the frog do? And he crucified it. Crucify him! (laughs) He took took a little spear of destiny and poked it in his side. I just I wish I didn't have to do this to you, little guy. (laughs) You don't have to! He's Jesus now! Oh my. And once the Jesus frog was dead, Crowley ate the legs to incorporate it into his being and burned the remains to symbolically consume the old eon in fire. He's just fat. Well, hey, another wacky Wednesday. Holy Jesus, Crowley Frog, it's episode 96 of Behind the Schemes for May 9th, 2022, and I am Booberry Black Knight of the Mothman. Yes, indeed. And all the way from way the heck over here on the Brev Coast... Uh, I am Flatbread Sam, a.k.a. Lavish. <laughs> I like the flatbread. It's a nice addition. Coming edition. to you in Eastern Standard Time, it's Tom Starkweather. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, special correspondent straight from the top side, Queens, close to Brooklyn. How's it going? <laughs> it's going well. At least yeah. for the moment. I don't know. I woke up with the citizen alert that... uh 
two people got shot around the corner. That's always fun. Wow. <laughs> is that a common thing or is that uh, you know, every like once in a while? It just keeps thing? getting a little closer, you know, and more uh. in like broad daylight. It's, uh, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, that shit was, uh, that was happening, uh, around us when we were living close to Minneapolis downtown. Yeah. yeah. The gas yeah. station that I always stopped at <laughs> with the go stop at the gas station. Someone got shot outside. Uh, one of the charms of any major city. Mm, <laughs> you should move The here. wind's been blowing here for like the past few weeks and, uh, it's also kind of coinciding with the same time when, uh, you know, little baby chicks are hatching. So there's been an unusual amount. It's pretty normal to find like one here or there, but like, you know, the dead chick on the sidewalk, but it's been like every day, man, in a different place. Like, Oh, Oh, Oh no. It's it's been so windy. I think. Yeah. (laughs) I had to clean up a dead bird today. Just, uh, I hate that. And I can't imagine just raining dead birds in the city. What a nightmare. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now imagine if I wasn't trying to sell it to you. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't this wait to go visit again. Insane! It's madness. At least they aren't rats, right? Oh, um, I've never seen more of those than any other time in New York. Hmm. Yeah, there's there's a lot of them. One by a one, lot more the in rats Queens, will come. So, yeah. Well, Queens has historically been kind of a, a neglected borough. Uh, but not these days. Nowadays, it's really nice. But uh, yeah, it's huge. I mean, it all depends. Yeah, definitely, it's massive. Yeah, just like Brooklyn is massive. You could Manhattan you could make the massive. argument about Staten Island or Bronx being the most neglected too in, in various ways. Definitely, I would agree. And last time I was in New York was the first night of the shutdowns. We uh, oh yeah. So I had to get out. I was like, man, <laughs> something tells me I should go see this while I'm here. Hopefully it's yeah. a once in a lifetime experience. <laughs> <laughs> I was you just caught something... it right at the, right at the start of it. Were you like February, March, 2020? The first night of the shutdown. So uh, what, yeah. what, the official one. Huh? Yeah. March 15th. Uh-huh. Yeah. I had some serendipitous trips myself. Uh, involving timing around the whole awfulness. Uh, I went to LA in like early November, 2019. It's the last time I've ever been really sick. Might've been something a little early. Don't know. Mm. Uh, and I went to see my family in Virginia in March of 2020, like a week before things got really crazy. Yeah, we, uh, I was talking to somebody, uh, yesterday. I was like, oh, you remember all of those, uh, e cigarette illnesses? Oh, that's what I'm thinking. No, you remember straws, man? <laughs> the squirrels? And I'm, I'm out here in Queens looking at dog shit that has masks in it. That's, like, <laughs> I, like there's blue medical masks coming out of dogs' butts. That's how bad it is. Okay. Like, I think we've forgotten about the straws and sea turtles. Man, I cannot uh, think of a more perfect photo that sums it all up than that. No one, one wants that you to took. look at that one. 
No one wants to look. I show that to a lot of people. They're just so disgusted. I'm like, what? There's dog shit everywhere here. You get like you you, you shrivel up when you see it every day. <laughs> oh no! Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes we around here are attracted to the most disturbing photos. So you know, yeah. mask shit. That that's that seems about right up. Well, it's yeah, you have a lot more human poop out there. Disasters. What's that? What I hear. <laughs> Sorry, I stepped on you. What did you say? I I I hear you have a lot more uh, like human poo. Out. Oh, over where we're at? Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. So much yeah. of it, it's un it's unnecessary in the piss. Oh my god, it's unbelievable. Yeah, piss. There there's certain areas of New York where I'm seeing that I've never seen it before. It's probably been there before I was here at some point, but it's like, oh, that's I have not. Ooh, I'm not walking around here anymore. Yeah, yeah, there's certain, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sure that New York has its spots, but I think that New York in general just has a better uh, infrastructure in place to, like, at least in, like, Manhattan and in those parts, like, it's just squeaky clean. Compared, Depends on what you're moving, I guess. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Except on garbage day. You guys have just mountains of garbage on garbage day. It's fascinating to me. One of the, yeah. one of the most interesting things to me about... New York is its garbage situation. Did you know that there was a certain point where everyone had to move on the same day in the year? Everybody had to move. Yeah. So they had the everyone had to line up like yeah. leases and things like that. Yeah, same day. Oh my everyone. god! I mean, this like predates the modern era era a lot, but I I read about uh, this being a thing in New York. Do you know why they did that? Uh I don't know. I. Uh, just I don't know. I don't know the him. legal stipulation, but there was a reason why that had to happen. Hmm. Interesting. I look that up. Look it up. They could do it's that. Time to get back to work. <laughs> so, Mr. Tom Starkweather, you're a photographer. You are a, a an audio uh, engineer type. You're a musician. Yes. Yes to uh, uh guilty of all of the above. All of the above. Am I getting somewhere? Uh <laughs> am I getting warmer? Is that a crime? <laughs> I just want to introduce everybody. You you you've been on kind of a tour lately. Oh yes. Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. I like the way you phrase that. Go on podcast. Be, be sure tour. to check out episode three thirty three of Nick the Rat. I'm there That's too. Right. Hell yeah. That was fun. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, I did as well. Yeah, well, I mean, I I can tell you from hanging out with Nick in person, he's he's just a fun guy to hang out with and talk with. Very very chill. I don't know. Good conversation. I can see that. I'm yeah. sure. When was the first time you hung out with Nick? Uh he might have been the Halloween party. I got invited to this Halloween party at his place, and he lived very close in the neighborhood. And we realized it, and I or it was a meetup. It might have been a meetup. There were several New York meetups, but there aren't as many anymore or at all now. It's weird. Hmm. Uh, I I will mention though. Uh, my my girlfriend Alex, unhappy New York. Uh, yeah, it, she said something in the other room, and I'm wearing headphones, and all I hear is. Bah, bah, 
like, I have no idea what you just said to me. Uh, like, yes, I just mentioned you on a podcast. Uh, she is setting up a meetup in Tampa, Florida next month when we're going to be there in June. So you should check the calendar at noagendameetups.com. Oh, nice. All right. Very cool. Nice. Right. It's Tampa, Florida in June. It'll be very lovely there. Yeah. Some it, co- cool parts in Tampa. Hot. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll be, be juicy. <laughs> it'll be a little <laughs> on the humid side. It's going to get a little wet, boys and girls. Get a little oh, wet. Might yeah. take a couple showers, but that's oh, okay. Yeah. It's worth it. They came all over the place. You right after he went nuts. <laughs> 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 and then, uh, Lavish, you got a meetup coming up soon. I do actually have a meetup coming up uh, next Saturday. I'm going to be hosting it in my neck of the woods, which is east of San Francisco, a town called Concord. And, uh, yeah, I I did one uh, back in April, and about, oh, I'd say about 25, 30 people showed up. So it was a pretty good time. And uh, I don't don't know how many people show up this time, but hopefully someone does. So we'll keep it going. (laughs) <laughs> yeah be there i like it it's my <laughs> psa i guess whatever y'all are gonna give me a meetup fomo get my well, ass in gear and get one going hey how many got, are you hanging out at many man it got I, hot i got today. some friends to send your way in minneapolis oh yeah uh yeah. there's a i mean just based off of the group that i got up with last time there was about 20 people there so um, and then double thoughts close and, and, uh, Corcus and, um, trying and, and then, uh, actually not, uh, gummy nerds. I wonder if he would come to one. That would be cool. Yeah. He's way over there in Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. He might be, might be into it. <laughs> and of course, they have lavish. a different football team, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. I believe so. Oh yeah. I have no I idea. Big fan, big fan. Sports ball. Oh man, we uh, we should hit up some tarot cards so we can tear into tonight's show. Uh, very well, very good. Yeah, so very legal. Lavish uh, did the the pleasures of drawing the card tonight. And yep, sitting here looking at it. What is it? It's uh, drawn from the uh, gilded set that I've got, and it is the Two of Pentacles reversed. Hmm. So. Uh, I can I can read the upright uh, depiction, and you can read the downright. How about that? I like it. The two pentacles upright depicts a man who is dancing, and he's juggling two large coins. Those are the two pentacles. The pentacles are surrounded by the infinity sign uh, that uh, kind of represent the abundance of nature and life, and uh, the fact that you can like juggle all of these things. And, uh, yeah, he's in rough, choppy waters, but he manages to stay afloat. There's a boat that's sailing away in the distance. Perhaps that represents, like, uh, investments or or some sort of news or business that's coming in or going out. Um, Something that's, uh, you know, out of his hands. And it's all just being handled from shore. It's a very carefree sort of card, and and it represents being resourceful and, and being adaptive. 
And I sat here and almost read you the reverse keywords for the Two of Cups, because I'm a moron. <laughs> <laughs> Cups, pentacles, whatever. Yeah, learn to read, man. Uh, some reversed keywords is imbalance, unorganized, overwhelmed, messiness, chaos, and overextending. <laughs> That's right. So, Hell yeah, yeah. The reverse is, is the reverse of all that shit I just said. <laughs> Sounds very personal. <laughs> When the two of pentacles Sorry. is in the reverse position, it can mean that you are trying to juggle much too many things in your life. You need to take at least a short break to eliminate the stress. In case you are feeling that you can't handle everything, you need to consider your own well-being and provide yourself with uh, a time to breathe. In your work, the two of pentacles can uh, the two of pentacles reversal can be a positive omen. Avoid committing to a lot of things since it will overwhelm you. Yeah, mm, balance the, is broken. The revert, yeah, balance is broken, and, and too too much shit going on. And the reverse, of course, can always just mean that you are in a rut now, but you're working your way towards the upright. And that if you if you alter your course and you have these energies in mind, that's that's what you can uh, correct your path uh, to attain. Yeah, I want to zoom in on your. On your uh, the picture of your card because it's a it's a dude standing on the waters with the the ship in the background. He he must be right on the break, but uh, I can imagine that break getting real stormy and choppy and dangerous. And mm-hmm. While he's sitting there trying to maintain this balance of uh, harmony with the rainbow, uh, there's a rainbow between these two pentacles that he's holding. Uh, yeah, when combined, make white light. But uh, you know. Sit there, try and hold shit still when you're getting just accosted by the waves. Yeah, yeah, this guy's like literally got this the sea spray crawling up his leg. It's like the, the storm's coming in. And the rainbow, you know, from the occult perspective, you see it in the occult a lot. It usually represents a portal or a, can, a transition. Can I ask a question? Oh, yeah. Why is the pattern different? On both of his leg stockings. Maybe that means something. Hmm. It could be artistic uh, liberties. Yeah, it could be just fashion. Okay. He looks it's, like a well-to-do fella. Well, it's it's sort of gestury, right? In That's nature. That was my impression. Yeah. Uh, but the checkered board seems. I don't know, like. The checkerboard is courtierish. I mean, the purple is, is, I think, the most important thing. No doubt. Mm. Head to toe, that was not a a, a cheap outfit, to say the yeah. least. And the yeah. vest he's wearing, that's all nice stuff. Oh, yeah. This dude's loaded. This guy's doing doing well and managing things well. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, maybe. I mean, it does kind of have a chestery feel, doesn't it? The, uh, the tights, mm-hmm. the checkers. Maybe reminiscent of The Fool. Ah, yes. Interesting. Yeah, and the fool and his journey through merchantdom, making yeah. the money. Yeah, maybe this is an older and wiser fool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where's my sticky pad? <laughs> <laughs> Give me that shit. We're going analog. <laughs> analog. Oh, I know. Yeah, I got pen and paper too today. It's the best. It's time, time to get back to work. Yeah, yeah, baby. 
If you would like to see this tarot card, it's posted up at the top of Zoso's Corner. Show notes for Behind the Schemes. You can find all of that over at zososcorner.substack.com. Z-O-S-O-S Corner. .substack.com. And if you check it out, look at the byline tonight. We did something new and fresh. We have three mofos that wrote this shit. Oh, yeah. We, uh, oh, yeah. I was, uh, we were able to figure out how to get contributors <laughs> added. So, uh, Lavish and Tom Starkweather show up at the top of the show notes, which is all very exciting. Yes. We're all credited. We're all accredited. And uh, we do this show every Monday night at 7.30, 9.30, 10.30 Eastern, respectively. You can head over to BehindTheSchemes.com or BadRadio.Live. It's where we do really cool and really legal things, um, especially the green room. Uh, you should definitely come check out the green room. It's the IRC chat, irc.zeronode.net. Hashtag currently green room. Oh, sorry. Hashtag green room. It's currently the coolest chat room on the internet. <laughs> uh, there is no cooler chat room on the internet and all of the internet. Uh, it's very for green maybe the- in here. It's- oh, my goodness. <laughs> is this St. Patrick's Day? <laughs> it used to be off-white. We we don't have to talk about it, though. Uh, you know, time, time heals all things. <laughs> time heals all cigarette burns in the carpet. <laughs> and I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did, Joe. Yeah, you did. Uh, yep, that's right. You can find us at hashtag greenroom, irc.zeronode.net. You can go to our website, and uh, you can find a link to the chat room there and make it easy for you. And then from there, you can make it complicated. Uh, but, you know, clicking links, that's easy. So you can always do that. Mm-hmm. And... Probably the most exciting announcement for tonight is we were able to get Tom added uh, on a value split for the live tag, uh, which you can now boost. You you haven't been able to do it before, but got it figured out this morning, and it's working. So if you head over to CurioCaster, uh, actually, I guess it's just CurioCaster, you can boost the uh, live live episode, which is live right now. Yeah, I, I would also recommend uh, the Lightning Node experience to other people. Uh, having done it myself and having this existing community to ask, you know, when you get stuck, like, how do I get unstuck? And I got unstuck, and I I got this thing running. It's incredible, and I have a lot of people to thank for that. Nice. Yeah, me too, for sure. <laughs> Wouldn't have figured it out without the help of all these people. Yeah. And it's so much fun once you get to be All able the to more sing. reason to do it now. Yep. The yeah. resources are there. The gold's sitting there in the ground waiting for yep. you to pick it up. And uh, now is the time to buy the dip. <laughs> oh, my God. Sure. <laughs> Everything's is, dipping. Is, is this the bottom? Buy more. <laughs> we'll find out. Protected buy- from death. Buying will continue until morale improves. <laughs> it's crazy how everything, even uh, you know, precious metals, everything's dipping. It's it's fascinating. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I know this isn't a, a financial podcast, but I I can't figure out unless someone has been just like period, been just selling it off on uh, you know a large portion regularly. I don't know. It's weird. I I mean the volume isn't even that crazy. I mean people are selling, there's no doubt about that, but I think it's just 
it has correlative value to to the dollar in a way that people won't admit and people that is a big deal you know when when the dollar does poorly and when the stock market does poorly then then bitcoin does poorly and also it's fucking controlled you know, yeah, yeah, it's all yeah. It really just belongs to a very small amount of people. You know, well, it's like uh, yeah, I don't know. We're 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 getting into a lot of conjecture, but it's like, why is this happening? And like, why are they doing this to us? I don't know. It's fun. It's fun to think yeah. about. Yeah, you did it to yourself. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Next time, don't. Should we get fat right now? Don't be so dirty. <laughs> Clean uh, yourself. I do have a dirty note for tonight. Uh, there is a special promotion going on tonight called the Boost Gimp, and uh, for anyone that <laughs> boosts tonight's show, you're going to find out real quick what Boost the Gimp really means. Uh, we do have a couple <laughs> of uh, folks that were boosting us throughout the week that I'd like to thank real quick. Uh, first and foremost, coming in uh, right before the show was Bully Steed with a thousand sats through Fountain saying Test Boost. Bully Steed. Yeah. Thank you, Dean Bluesteed. And then back to backs, uh, 33 sets from Servo using Boosie a lot. He says, Teast. Teasting. Uh, from this morning Servo. was Fletcher with the 555 on Fountain. And it's, uh, I love this. It shows a little ghost emoji saying, Boost. And then Hog. It's a pig. <laughs> sir Fletcher. Thank you, sir. Uh, Servo was testing out CurioCaster with me this morning. He sent two 1000 sat boosts back to back. Uh, this was the very first, uh, episode split boost. So congrats. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> uh, and he said, he said, boosting the future. Uh, three, two, one from C dubs, uh, using the boost CLI. He said, boost bot. You can follow the boost bot on uh, Mastodon servers if you go to social.v4. Uh oh. Oh, no. Someone, Someone boost- just boosted the GIMP. Somebody just oh boosted the GIMP. <laughs> it's horrifying. <laughs> uh, who was that? That was uh, Servo with 1069 saying, Is it. Is that pronounced gimp or jimp? Is that a crime? Right. <laughs> Let's, uh, well. Oh, God. Coming in hot. <laughs> I think that was, that was Servo. The last one was NetNet. Or the first one was NetNet. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. When Ned. one, two, three, four said saying glorious bastards. That's, that's a stop you in your tracks sound. <laughs> Hold on, something isn't right. Blueberry concocted up a couple of really good ones, and I, that was the one that that ended up being on the ticket. <laughs> I, I just, I've, I've had a just a gimp on the mind for the past couple of weeks. I don't know what else to say. Uh, maybe, maybe we should ask the gimp. Oh, he doesn't have much to say. Oh, what's that? What's that you said? I, I can't hear you. What? Uh, don't worry. You know what? We'll get back to you later. Oh, you, you go ahead. You just sit right there. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Shut up, brother. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Shut up. This guy definitely knows Joe. You know Joe, don't you, Gimpy? I have no idea. Uh. <laughs> yeah, Gimpy knows Joey. Oh my god, it's I'm, madness. I'm getting lightheaded. <laughs> oh god. 
It's okay. okay. It's okay. I found a phone. <laughs> oh, Papa, the phone. Somebody call the police. There's a gimp loose in the green room. Oh, wait. He's not going anywhere. He's not loose. He ain't loose. Uh, I'm, I'm sweating already. That was uh, Cotton Gin with 1333 saying, Gimp me, baby. <laughs> Thank you for the gimp boost. Oh, oh sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> Oh my god. You know what allows me, baby. You know what allows us to do shenanigans like this? Being a value for value podcast, which means we take no corporate sponsors or advertiser dollars so that we can do ludicrous things like this. Uh great package. Oh, Carolyn Blaney comes in with 5K set saying Gimpy does know Joey B <laughs> via CurioCaster. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Yes, he do. Uh, and if you would like to get in on this action, you should head over to nudepodcastapps.com, download one of them fancy new podcasting 2.0 apps, get rid of those, uh, what is it they always call them? The legacy apps. So if you're listening to this show on Spotify oh, or Apple iPod. This guy's going to get it tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We're uh, getting our money's worth out of this, out of this boy tonight here. Yeah. Uh, fifty-five, fifty-five from Fletcher through Fountain. He said, "This hurts me more than it hurts you." Do not Gimpy. wait. Wait. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. it doesn't. Sorry, Fletcher. Sorry. <laughs> Lightning and a hog. <laughs> well, I see oh, a little. It's God. a. It's a lightning explosive lightning devil. Ooh. Mm. Um, and I might add, windmills do not cause cancer. But you can head over to, uh, I already said the website, badradio.live. That's where we do all this sort of cool uh, cool shit. Reach out, produce a podcast tonight. Yep. Do not wait. Here we go. Boost with the force. Let your feelings guide you. Rock and roll is here to stay. Hard ass blistering rock and roll. Dig. I both read and masturbate to tarot. Do a commercial, you're off the artistic roll call. Every word you say is suspect. You're a corporate whore, and uh, end of story. Hail set. Tell him to get off your rocks. Get off the rocks. Get off the rocks. Get off the rocks. <laughs> uh, 612-263-7999 is the number that you can call in tonight and leave a screen mail. Uh, you don't even have to scream, dude. Yeah, you don't. Ah! Uh, uh, oh, or you can. <laughs> if you have a question for Tom Starkweather as well, that would be a good way to... Reach out and ask that. Uh, we got a couple here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do two. I'm gonna do two. Two of them. Hey! Ooh. Hey! That's a melodic little. Uh, what do you think? It was like a spirit demon. It was a high, like it was a, you know, some sort of supernatural force breaking through the veil. Heavenly cry. Yeah. You know, oh, like you that. think it was from Topside? 
Uh, well, it either was from or it, or it permeated into. Oh, fascinating. Yeah. Hmm. Well, thank you, Color. And Very lovely, Color. Thank you. We have a second one here. Oh, boy. A little bit behind the time because I started running a little late. But anyway, yeah, I just got done. And uh, something that kind of makes me want to scream is recently I found out how uh, I was talking to a friend and when they were running into – anyway, not to give the whole story. But anyway, somebody had, uh, instead of talking in person to – a significant other, they ended up texting that person, and then that text, they didn't check the text, and then that text went to a group chat, which was involving some of the other people, and it was just, ah! <laughs> What is going on? If you got a text, which you really don't need to, if you've got a text something that's like an argument or something, just make sure it's the right person's number. But realistically, come on. We need as a society, we we need to uh, we got to be like talk to the people. Call call up the phone if it's, they start texting you something serious. Just call. I know it's a weird thing, but just call. Make it all clear. But realistically, just meet in person, especially when the person's in the same house. But yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I love you guys. I hope you're having a great show. I'm gonna go take a shower because you know just ran it. I'm sweaty. But anyway, uh, and I'm also Chris for battles. But hey. All right. Well, Scott Andrews. Love you guys. I think Christopher oh, Battles. Bye now. Oh. I think he brings up an important point. Mm. Uh, but I th- I also think it's one that varies by age greatly uh, in terms of uh, how you used a phone growing up. And I didn't really get, like, any kind of data phone or cell phone until I was in college. So... You know, like long form phone conversations were a real format. So I was kind of acclimated to that for a while. And then things shifted. And now it's a much more personal thing when I talk to someone, you know, long form on the phone. But I still, I still like doing that. I still enjoy doing that. But I think to a lot of people that, that didn't necessarily grow up doing that a lot it's kind of intimidating it's like oh it's a lot of time i don't know it's too personal nerve-wracking yeah too personal yeah wait what do you mean we can't send them a tiktok or a snapchat <laughs> oh snapchat yeah, yeah even better you yeah, send them an emoji whatever six, down thumbs down 60 you know, seconds it's or it's free <laughs> it is weird though i do remember like in high school, talking to my girlfriend on the phone for a long time on the house phone, and I just that just doesn't happen. It's just that's over. I'm, I'm a dinosaur now. <laughs> ah. I don't know. You have to you have to find the right people to have the conversation with. I feel like uh, maybe if there weren't wasn't podcasting, we'd be having a three way phone conversation that no one else would be hearing right now. Exactly. Mm. This is very true. <laughs> and and our internet would be you know in the gutter just absolutely floored inner what inner what you know (laughs) internet i barely know her (laughs) (laughs) Uh, she got a nice net well i think uh 
I think it's time to get into some material. Uh, we, we've each brought a little bit of something for tonight. Uh, so what we're going to do is a dice roll with all three of us. Uh, oh, boy. Tom, oh, yeah. Tom, you have the three six-sided die. I do. Uh, from my Settlers of Catan set. Nice. How, yeah. how about yeah. we'll, right we'll roll three dice and we'll get a three-digit number from that roll. And uh three sixes. Yeah, that's the highest. <laughs> that's, a, that's the highest you're ever gonna get. Wow. Yeah. All right. see what Not too bad. I like the digits. I don't know if it's going to net me a win, but I got a three six six. Uh, I, I got a six one four. Damn. Uh, got me. I got a three four and a two. Damn. Tom spanked us, man. Uh, Rip yeah. torn. Mm-mm. Mighty Starkweather coming in. Coming in. Um, yeah, I'm going to try and share that picture with the chat room. Uh, oh, okay. So is it, is it, is it my turn in my segment mode? Or? Yeah, I believe yeah. so. And then, uh, we uh, can, we can save some of the, I, the stuff that I got is fairly short for tonight. So I'll, I'll save it for the second half. So if we, um, if we need to, uh, go into second, second half of show a little bit, I think that's, uh, more than fine. Yeah, yeah, and I, I didn't bring too much myself, so we got plenty of time okay. to go over whatever you like to go over. As we say, the floor is all yours, man. All right. Well, um, I wanted to talk about a curiosity of mine that I've had since I read about the receding waterline of Lake Mead in, I don't know, maybe late 2009 or so. Uh I was reading about uh, there was an Indian village that was becoming uh, it was resurfacing because this whole area had been flooded and the idea to me was fascinating it's like a place that used to exist people inhabited it for a while and then it's just totally erased in this one project and I have assembled a series of clips about uh history of the lake uh, some of the current problems and because the water line has not, it hasn't been very high since 1983. So it, it's been receding for a while, but, uh, this year it's been lower than it's ever been. And it's mm. kind of sounding the alarm because the water serves a lot of different states and actually some parts of Mexico. And, uh, there's also the hydroelectric power that results from having enough water to serve that sort of function. So there's a lot of factors involved that, uh, are going to be affected in water supply, um, bites. And this takes me back to when I was in high school and I, I think it was when I was touring Virginia Tech. I, I almost went to school for engineering or physics and, um, 
someone was counseling us on this new, there was a new program about like, uh, environmental engineering and he advised us to get a degree in that and then also get a law degree and then go to the Southwest because there's just going to be so many water disputes. Mm. And I feel like that was like, ah, that's some of the best advice someone gave me that I never took. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, it only seems to be coming more true today. So I've got such a slow crawl. You know, how how are you supposed to anticipate something like that? Right. Uh, I don't know. Ted Turner, uh, (laughs) (laughs) having a building full of people to figure it out for you. Yeah. that. that Yeah. What people need farms, Bill Gates. I don't know. Uh, Uh, so I have, I have an assortment of clips that establish the history of this lake because it kind of formed as a result of the Hoover Dam project. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that was something I was curious about if it was a uh, man-made thing or not. It was, and you know, it's an imminent, imminent domain situation for a lot of people. So, uh, one town in particular, St. Thomas, it was named after some guy named Thomas Smith, same initials. I don't know. It's funny. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Taylor Swift too. I I don't really like her music, but whatever. Mm, Tom Um, Selleck. I I, I take that. My, my mom liked that watching a lot of Magnum PI. Yeah. You know, he's a man. Yeah. He's a man. Man's man. I don't know. (laughs) Um, Oh, and there's, so there's one other random thing. I felt like this is great show to, to share this. So I, I was talking with you guys last week. It was like, oh, you could bring a topic. I'm like, what What am I going to talk about on this show? And, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I brought up some curiosities like, uh, you know, earthworks and mounds in, like, ancient America cities and, Things that are curiosities to me, I, I do have some Native American heritage, but it's not like uh, Elizabeth Warren grade. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, claiming. you're not getting scholarships. Yeah, I'm not claiming this anywhere. So uh, it's sure. beyond fi- five generations, but it's, I mean, it's documented. It's there. The Virginia ones are kind of harder to determine which tribe, but uh, Massachusetts mm-hmm. in there. Anyway, um, so if you go to the show notes at zozocorner.substack.com, uh, I included a, uh, I don't have the date on the, the time lapse, but it shows the receding waterline of Lake Mead, but you see the general shape of it. And then I was just taking a walk around, around the block as I do here in New York thinking about what I'm going to talk about and behind the schemes. And uh, <laughs> someone has this, like, lady, this three-legged lady uh, sticker on their car. I'm like, well, that's funny. It looks like that lake. What is that? And, yeah, and then I go to look it up, and it, it's on the, the flag of Sicily. And if you, you compare the two, it's like, wow, it looks a lot like that in shape, at least. I don't know. Could just be me. I don't know. It's uh, it's not quite the same, but it kind of gives me the king in yellow sigil vibes. I just dropped a link to that in the uh, chat. Yeah. Um, 
And it could just be that it's you know, three extending arms. Um, right. Um, and then so I'll cover some other details and then just kind of get into uh, some of these clips. I'll stop it at a couple points. Mm. Uh, Looks like uh, some sort of female, like fallopian tubes or something. <laughs> It's, too, it's one too many uh, of those. Uh, yeah, okay. sure, but it's almost there. Um, so the Mormons wa- wanted to found a town in this area, and it predates the lake being made. Uh, and they, they were there to produce cotton, and it was a successful town. But then they redefined the uh, the state line, or they weren't aware of where the state line was. That's unclear to me. Uh, but suddenly they had to pay taxes in Nevada, and they only took it in gold. Mm. Uh, but mm. if you were in Utah, <laughs> you could actually like, like, uh, well, I have these goods. I can exchange this for t- a tax. Like, it, apparently, they had more options for paying taxes. And then everyone, mo- everyone but one family got out of town. Uh, well, they had more access to gold, probably, because early on, all those towns were gold towns, mining towns. Doesn't mean you're necessarily finding it, though. Oh, yeah. They're there for I a reason. Know. Yeah, but yeah, I see what you mean. And this uh, was, I'm sorry, this was the Mormons wanting a gold tax. No, 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 no. Um, I, I mean, it'll be more clear, I think, and when I play the clip, I'm just kind of set, okay. setting up this point. I'm almost done with the setup. Uh, there's a. A military operation testing out, uh, like future technology that was used in the Sidewinder missile, uh, in terms of like interacting with light in different parts of the atmosphere. And they were using a B 29. And one of the last parts of it, they got, they were like, okay, fly as low as you can go. And they were flying along the lake. But because the sun, like, interfered with the pilot's eyes or something. They got too close. They skimmed it. And then the, the plane sunk. So that it's a feature of the lake today. Diving. Oh, you uh, see the sunken. Yeah. I think I've heard of that. I think that it's featured in uh fallout new Vegas. Oh, wow. You can go see that plane. It's there's Lake Mead and there's kind of Hoover dam and you can go <laughs> really? see the plane at the bottom of the lake and fall out. Oh, Vegas. wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if it's <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty wild. Um and lastly, it's kind of the it's the one I stumbled on just doing research today, but is almost the the one that bangs more at the door at things I'm interested in in terms of like ancient history and things so far back that they don't like the artifacts are too destroyed or too rearranged to even make sense of. Uh, but they claim to find some salt mines that predate known Native American inhabitants of the area. And because of the, the height of the scraping in the mines, they're like, we don't, we have no idea how this happened with any. Any of the technology we attribute to any of the Native Americans, so it, it can't be that. It, mm. I I'm a firm believer of there being like pre-existing civilizations that were kind of wiped out, and 
Yeah, yeah sure. things just keep rewriting themselves. I don't know. We're a, a species with amnesia, right? We're like twenty three iterations deep. Or if we can't fit it into like a known history or anything, we're like, oh, this doesn't go in the book. This isn't real. This is oh, French. naturally. This formed. is conspiracy. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, we can't we can't put this in any known pe- like puzzle piece, so it doesn't exist. We leave it out. Yeah, I, I think it might also involve another issue I have with uh, the the Bering Strait idea of like, well, this is how humans came over to North America. It's like there were right. other ways. There were other ways. <laughs> yeah, it's not it doesn't take much to figure out how to make a boat. You know, yeah, in the, in the large scale of time. People in the Pacific were very sea able. Yeah, very resourceful. Yes, they got to every little nook and cranny all over the place. They can't explain. But we can't give it to them now, though, because you know we have must worship. Technology is an amazing thing. It can, can do wonders nowadays. Well, you know, we've all got to trust the science. <laughs> science. Oh, oh, I trust well, the issue science. With science, trust science. Is, uh, you know. Oh, shit. My board just failed. And the science continues to change. Yeah, that's not right, science. You gotta believe our science. You don't have to think about it, Dad. You don't have to follow people. How dare you? Um, and with that, I would like to start my, my clip piece on Lake Mead. It's an interesting place. It didn't exist before the Hoover Dam. And let's go on a journey, everyone. When the foundation for modern Arizona was built, built with political will, engineering, sweat, and concrete, lots and lots of concrete, Hoover Dam towers out of a desert canyon near Las Vegas. It provides a reliable water supply for California, Nevada, and Arizona. Without that water, the Phoenix of today would likely not exist. And building the dam was one of the biggest construction projects in the history of the United States. Using slide rules and math equations, remember, no computers back then, builders designed the dam. And in 1931, began work at this site in Black Canyon to tame the Colorado River. The dam was the biggest concrete structure in the world when it was built. Made up of enough concrete for a two-lane highway that would stretch all the way from San Francisco to New York. And all that concrete was mixed right on site. When the dam was finished, many of the plants used to make and mix this concrete were partially dismantled, but the remains were abandoned and then flooded, swallowed up by the newly created Lake Mead. The Colorado River is one of the primary sources of water supply in the American Southwest. It currently delivers water to 40 million people and has supported the region's economic growth since the early 1900s. The growing threat of Colorado River water shortage could have devastating impacts on the millions of people that depend on it. The ongoing water shortage could also disrupt political agreements and management guidelines that have governed the Colorado River Basin since the early 1900s. States that rely on the basin signed the Colorado River Compact, also known as the Law of the River, in 1922 which sets overarching goals in the upper and lower basins. One of those goals requires the upper basin states to release an average of 75 million acre-feet of water to the lower basin states annually. If water levels continue to decrease, 
Upper states may fail to deliver the requisite water. At this point, the lower basin states would come calling for its water. This situation is known as the compact call. While there is certainly less water in Lake Mead, it is still the major attraction for most of the tourists who come here. Family's been running this marina for how long? Yeah, since 1957, so for 58 years. Wow. Bruce Nelson grew up at Lake Mead. He says the lower water level has created some new hazards, but also some new scenery. You have new beaches, new coves, new things you can explore. This is spectacularly beautiful here. Lake Mead is vanishing before our eyes. It's at its lowest level in history since it was built in the 1930s. The last time the lake was at full pool, it was 1983. Now, it's in a countdown to Deadpool. On June 9th, the water level of Lake Mead dropped below an elevation of 1,075 feet. On August 16th, a water shortage was declared by the U.S. Bureau of Reclamation, the first ever federally declared water shortage in history. It means Tier 1 water cutbacks go into effect January 2022. Arizona will be the most impacted to start, losing 20% of the water supply from the Colorado River. Households will need to start conserving water. Some farmers have already let fields go fallow or switched to less water-intensive crops. But Lake Mead dropping below 1,075 feet was just the first of four major milestones to watch. Tier 2 water cutbacks begin at 1,050 feet. Those will be more severe and will affect city centers like Phoenix. Benchmark 3 is when the turbines at the Hoover Dam will no longer work. That's 950 feet below 900 feet. Deadpool. That means no water can leave the reservoir. All right, Jacob Soboroff joins us now live here on Top Story. Jacob, you mentioned in your piece that these states out west are on track to lose their share of water from the Colorado River in just a few years. And that just sounds like an emergency situation. But they're trying to combat this? Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing, Tom. And and I hate to be drastic or a downer, but really it's going to involve a change of life as we know it throughout here in the southwest. You heard that in Arizona, they're already starting those water cutbacks. The idea that the Hoover Dam could lose the capability to produce that clean energy uh, for all of the states that rely on the power will be drastic. If you want to keep that energy clean, you're going to have to turn to other sources like wind and solar, but the battery capacity is not yet there to use that. Out here in California, they're looking at even more radical solutions. On the one hand, they're looking at the ocean to potentially bring in water sources because of the amount of water that we're going to lose from desalination plants, but they're also looking at things, innovative things like they do in Singapore, including recycling our wastewater here to have another drinking <sighs> supply to sort of supplement some of that stuff that we're losing. It is a very serious problem here in the Southwest, Tom, and one that there is no solution for uh, quite yet. And I know you're going to be on top of it till the end. All right, Jacob's. Yeah, on top of it. On top of that poop <laughs> pile. <laughs> so is it, the power. It's, it's, all, it's all poop water. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. All right. So that's the first break. There's going to be another break in the clips, but that that's kind of a, a setup for the area because it's a funny place. I don't have any, have either of you guys flown in to Las Vegas? Yes. yes. You've probably seen this lake. I, I, I yeah. did when I flew. Yeah. Sure. And, uh, I mean, I don't, I didn't see uh, Hoover Dam, but I, right. I have seen the lake. Right. I'm I'm, t- I'm typically as soon as I sit down in the seat I sleep and I'm not waking up until wheels touch the ground again. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I miss a lot of the the natural sights. I mean, if you could do that, that's best case scenario. I think on an airplane. Yeah. Yeah. Well, lots and lots of practice. <laughs> time travel. You want to make it like time travel? Mm-hmm. Got to man. Uh, so more recently, 
Water level's been getting low. We're starting to find some things. Las Vegas, organized crime, disposal of bodies. Because uh... bodies of water are very popular places to dump evidence of crimes. Right. We know that from, I know that from Lake Tahoe over here on the border of California and Nevada. If you go to the bottom of Lake Tahoe, you will find a lot of that sort of action. That came up in the YouTube video suggestions with uh, the research I was doing for Lake Mead. Quite notorious. Yeah. Good times. And, but it also said that the turbines would stop. Like, I mean, if, if the water gets low enough, the turbines won't have enough pressure in the dam to produce yeah, the power. Yeah, it, it becomes a, a dead pool, as they, they called it, at a certain point. Yeah, it, it gets below... Uh, there, there are pictures of uh, certain intake valves or I've, some kind of piping structure where the water level's gotten below it. I can't speak to what it actually is. Mm-hmm. I've uh, seen Shasta Dam, but I've never seen Hoover Dam. They're, they're yeah, somewhat you, you got you guys want to hear some some fucked up stuff? Always. Oh yes! <laughs> All right, here we go. Rangers were called to Colville Bay, which is on the Nevada side of the lake, around 2 p.m. today after a witness spotted those skeletal remains stuck in the mud. Now, this is the second time bones have been found there within a week. Last Sunday, if a you remember, week? a decaying body was discovered in a barrel near Henway Harbor. Authorities tell us both of these discoveries were made because of historically low water levels. A barrel containing which Metro investigators confirm are human remains exposed on Lake Mead's shore. Due to the evidence they have so far, detectives believe the crime occurred 40 years ago in the 1980s. News that shocks visitors like Patty Williams from Michigan. That's pretty scary that something like that has been out here for that length of time. Once they start finding things in Lake Mead, that maybe a lot of crimes will be connected, possibly solved, because... I mean, right now, we really have no idea what's out there. I mean, we all can guess a little bit about what we think is out there. Lake Mead is a normal hangout for these locals of Henderson. Sisters Lindsay and Lynette Melvin were paddleboarding this afternoon when they made the call into park rangers. It looked like a rock from afar, but um, upon further inspection, it, it looked clearly like bone. And then we kind of started to move the sand around the skull just to kind of get an idea of what it actually was. A day at the lake turns into a startling find as more human remains were found in the sand at Lake Mead. And that's our second break. <laughs> <laughs> and we're clear. I, I just think the, the person that found the second body was a little too comfortable describing it. Uh, we, we just poked the skull a little bit. It's like, it was very clinical, you, and she was like, yeah, "And therefore, like, and hereby, we intruded upon the skull, the skeleton." Were you were you there to find bodies? I don't know. I'm, I'm <laughs> I mean, not to get too morbid about it, but I'm impressed if uh, she was able to make it past the smell. Well, I don't know. Well, I, I mean, it, these things are so far gone. The, the funny thing about watching the video, which you're not going to get from this experience hearing us describe it, but if you watch any of these videos. When they have a picture of the barrel, it's all blurred. And, or they'll like flash a blurred, like, oh, and they found this thing, and it's just, here's a blurry thing. It's like, why are you even showing me this? This could be anything. Yeah. What's the point? 
Yeah. You, know, you might as well just not show the picture at all. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so continuing on a bit, uh, the, the storied past of the lake is that, you know, like a, a, a successful town had to be destroyed to allow it to be made. And it's interesting, a, a lot, all the things that were flooded, like a lot of the Hoover Dam infrastructure, like parts of the cement producing plants were flooded and, and people are diving to them now because it used to be very deep in the lake, but now it's much easier to dive. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little more light. But this is a town that's been exposed for so long that the National Park Service like has signs up and you can walk. There's a trail. You can... You just walk down and check out this old town that was flooded and the water line has receded so much that it's not, it's not a threat. Um, but pretty cool. yeah, I will, yeah, I will continue on with St. Thomas and, um, I'm going to let it carry on out with the, well, I'll, I'll stop before the B29. Here we go. The Lake Mead Recreation Area says there have been discoveries for years as the lake waters drop. Like the lost town of St. Thomas, originally a Mormon settlement, resurfacing. Once the dam was operational in the 1930s, St. Thomas was covered by 60 feet of water. But the watery ghost town is fully reemerged now. Nearly 90 year history of this lake, there have been a number of airplane crashes that have taken place. This area was habitated for for thousands of years by Native American peoples that called this home. So we expect fully that as lake levels drop, there will be artifacts that that are, in some cases, hundreds or thousands of years old. In January of 1865, the Church of Latter-day Saints leader Brigham Young called Thomas Smith to lead an expedition. Mr. Smith's hardy pioneer pack consisted of about nine or ten men and three women and settled in this area to grow cotton and provide a friendly respite for Mormons traveling between Salt Lake City and Los Angeles. And the reason that it was established was uh, Brigham Young's attempt to to keep the Saints self-sufficient in cotton, particularly. It was a rough life, but they persevered until an 1870 survey moved the state boundaries and thereby changed the tax system. Uh, and in Utah, you could pay your taxes in kind, so you could pay with you know, a bushel of corn or cotton or whatever you happen to have on hand, but in Nevada, it had to be in gold. Which led to the second phase of St. Thomas. They left all their their homes, their um, land that has been cleared for agriculture, all their corrals and things of that nature. And so a lot of people moved in, and for a while, it was a very wild place. Gradually, Mormon families returned and the town settled down with a hotel and schoolhouse, which held memories for 94-year-old Inez Waymeyer when I spoke with her in 2002. And I was the last teacher in St. Thomas. She left with everyone else when the lake arrived in 1938. Now, of course, St. Thomas is exposed once more. And then there's another, uh, an old bachelor who lived by himself, had for years. He had a garage and he wouldn't move out until... It came right up to his door. And he put his last possessions into a rowboat and rowed away from his house. And uh, as he was leaving, he lit his house on fire. Another long-lost piece of history remains underwater, a B-29 super fortress. But it's now at a depth of only about 105 feet, shallow enough for sunlight to filter down. 
The other advantage of it being shallower is now more divers can actually access it. Joel Silverstein of Tech Diving Unlimited leads about 100 dives a year to the military relic. The B-29s were very important during World War II. They carried all the different bombs, and a lot of people flew in them. And they were the most popular and most used plane during World War II. Back in 1948, this B-29 was on a secret mission when it crashed into the lake. The crew of five survived. The plane remained undisturbed for nearly 70 years. The concept was to have a device inside the B-29 called the Sun Tracker. The Sun Tracker would measure how light passes through an optical design and where that was eventually going to lead to is missile guidance system. So it really helped develop the Sidewinder missile in particular. So on that particular day, the, the crew was flying and conducting these upper atmospheric tests. They would start at 30,000 feet. They would fly at different levels. And then finally, the chief scientist of the mission that day told the pilot to, quote, fly as low as possible. And uh, the pilot took that a little too close to heart. The flying conditions couldn't be more perfect. A beautiful, clear, calm and sunny day with minimal wind. But as the plane descended, the glass conditions from the lake's smooth surface reflected sunlight back towards the pilot's cockpit, making it extremely difficult to properly gauge altitude. To make matters worse, the plane's altimeter was not properly calibrated, rendering it useless. Traveling at speeds of 250 miles per hour, the crew wouldn't realize their mistake until it was too late. When the plane hit, it actually skimmed like a rock off the surface of the lake, and it went about another half mile, kind of pancaked over, and then settled on the lake. It lost uh, its number one and number three and number four engines on the crash. The crew was inside. There was five individuals. The five-member crew escaped from the sinking B-29 into rescue rafts. Aside from one broken arm, they would all miraculously walk away unscathed. Stranded in the lake with no superiors knowing of the crash, the crew would wait nearly four and a half hours for rescue. An ancient mine... And although we know it was created for the collection of salt, the date of its creation remains a mystery with evidential examples of activity within this mine, not only by a now lost civilization, but one that easily predated even that of the Native American himself. As mentioned in the Scientific American of 1926, quote, mines were operating in Nevada many centuries before the days of Aurora and Piyush of Virginia City. One of the discoveries made by archaeologists now delving into the ruins of Pueblo Grande. Many centuries is putting it mildly, for the finds show that mining was in progress at the beginning of the Christian era, some 20 centuries ago, and there are strong indications which point to work created at an even earlier period." End quote. Mysterious circular carving, reminiscent of those of Baalbek, Aswan, Bazda Caves, Longyu, etc., are present within the mine, and although it is claimed these were made with stone picks, a true explanation as to the real technology or tools used to liberate this salt is yet to be discovered. And there you have it, folks. The magical... The Sahara. The magic, the mystery, Lake Mead.
Um, yeah, what what's a up body with of water? salt mines? Who was, like, oh, well, it wasn't the Native Americans. Yeah, but who was it? Then? <laughs> Have they okay. confirmed that there was really salt mines or was it just, is it just a, a formation that they assume was a mine? I recommend checking out the clip, uh, that's in the show notes on zozocorner.substack.com. Uh, you can see the interior of the mine and the structure is very high. They, they talk a little more about how it's unexplained in terms of understanding of like primitive technology, how they could even get as high as they did in this structure. Oh, I it, see an image of it. Jesus. Yeah, and they make, yeah, they make the argument. Crazy. It's like, well, if we had modern tools, like, yeah, it's fine. But it's like, I don't, we don't, we don't know how to explain this in the time that this took place. Oh, mystery history. Hell yeah. This is a pretty cool channel. On YouTube. Okay. Oh, so it's in a salt cave. I see. So yeah, definitely. Salt I just found it today through this story. Yeah. Huh. Cool. That looks like the same sort of structure you'd find in a video game when you climb down the mine, <laughs> and then does. there's this huge skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> Golden eye. Oh, wow. Can't Play make out cave. anything on the screen because there's three other players. <laughs> it's 1997. Uncharted Salt. That's cool. <laughs> link that one real quick. Copy link. Uh, has there been any sort of, um, I guess, fresh bodies found as of late? Are people still using it for a dumping ground? I, I mean, there. I have a clip. Uh, I do have a a mix. I mean, I you know, if I could, I would throw on this one little little ditty I did. Oh hell yeah, yeah, throwing a ditty. Gonna gonna throw on a ditty. Just I made. I made something sort of in the style of an end of show mix, which I make a lot for Noage in this show. And I thought initially, like, oh, I'll just do this for this thing. And then I got way into it today, and I'm like, oh, you know what? This is a cool show. I bet these people be into like, listening about these these more long-form clips. I'm going to do it that way. Yeah. So I kind of reformatted. But I made a mix. Here's the mix. Nice. Uh, here we go. Lake Mead has always been at odds with its surroundings, a mammoth body of water in one of the hottest, driest places in the West. And without the Hoover Dam and the water it provides our state from the Colorado River, modern Phoenix most likely could not exist. This area was habitated for, for thousands of years by Native American peoples that called this home. So we expect fully that as lake levels drop, there will be artifacts that, that are in some cases hundreds or thousands of years old. For years, investigators believe these waters of Lake Mead held a deep sea. So far this year, the reservoir has dropped 33 inches. The nation's largest man-made reservoir is now bursting with surprises. Voters found a man's body over the weekend inside this corroded barrel. The detectives tell me that they suspect that more bodies are going to pop up in the next decades, maybe years, because our lake is receding. The current water elevation is a new record low for the reservoir, dropping below the last record that was set on December 2nd, 2021. Breaking news, a second set of skeletal remains have been found at Lake Mead. The body found in Lake Mead has many thinking about our city's history with organized crime. Water level is going so low, 
There's probably a lot more in there than what people realize. These barrels seem to be just be uh, popping up in our lake. But yeah, I mean, it's quite, it's quite sort of amazing, really, what can be discovered, I suppose, and it, how long it's been here and why. We're in Southern Nevada community a century ago, completely disappeared in 1938 when it was inundated by the rising waters of the newly created Lake Mead. If you're in a relationship with anyone creative, I, I feel for you. They have no concept of time. Today <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah, I'll take two hours and make some clips for this and then, you know, throw a mix together. It's fine. It's no, no. Like four, <laughs> four hours later, I'm like, ah, uh, I, I, I like parallel made short clips for a mix. And also it's like, oh, you know, like this is a good more long form clip in i don't know it, it flowed together well and i i would like to cite all the sources by going to the show notes cited the the sub zozo corner subsect yeah everything's sourced yeah, yeah they're they're all there yeah i, I don't i do I'm not re- i do really appreciate you uh saving all those and adding them I'm, it's something i'm trying to get uh pretty anal about it bothers me. I mean, uh, to the core, and especially as a, a recovering journalist. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, oh man! No, I mean credit where credit you. is due when it's due. Uh, but all the same, like I get so annoyed when someone posts a screenshot unattributable. It's like. I don't know what to, like this is very base <laughs> level information. All it's it, all it is is a call to search for more information. It's not confirmation of anything. Yeah, it's it's an opening to more questions. Exactly. I actually have an ISO that specifically relates to exactly what you just said. I will Oh god. Oh yeah, I Adam will personally Pierce. come to your home and beat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Adam knows. That's what he, he had to say about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it's just there's it's so easy to fake that. It's like sure, I could see what I want to see, but I I also ultimately want to see what's the real or as real as it is. Ha. <laughs> yeah. I uh, yeah. you know the, the, I was going to comment. It Boggles my mind the way that dudes can completely reshape territories just through the control of water. And uh, something that would pair really well with Lake Mead is the Salton Sea, mm, which yeah. is another uh, like a habitat or habitat disaster. I mean, you had a beach town pop up overnight because the. Uh, ah. The uh, the canal that they were building broke and it flooded this area and you know it's this beautiful oasis overnight but as the minerals leach into the water and the water's not moving anywhere I, I I don't know if it technically makes it a dead pool is the dead pool where the water's not flowing to the location it's in um, normally supposed to go or is it just stagnant water. Uh, it, it I think it, it, it means it's too low to actuate the function of the pool. I see. Okay. Uh but you you bring up a point that I was thinking about in terms of like me and in terms of like adding a lot of weight on the earth's crust or earth 
Earth's Earth Earth's crust. Earth's Earth's yeah, Earth's crust. I, I just watched Independence Day. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry. Welcome to Earth's crust. <laughs> um, no, we we hear these wild stories about like oh the the uh, Yellowstone uh, cap is going to blow or something, and it's like well. Mm. You know, maybe if you put a lot of weight on it, like, you know, an unnatural dam like that, that that might be a thing that would put pressure on something like that. But, yeah, it's been there for so long, I guess nothing popped. So, so what? Hmm. I, uh, it would be, I don't know. Uh, I don't, it's hard, it's so hard to tell. If it's just, um, it's probably, all sources point to, it's probably just more climate fear-mongering, the idea of Yellowstone. Did you say climate change? No. You want to, what, $5,000? You just said climate change. Here you go. (laughs) Ching, ching, ching. (laughs) Oh, wait, that means I I get points. Your your podcast is fully funded. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fun fucking fact. (laughs) 96, brought to you by Climate. Climate. <laughs> oh, man. Thanks, Climate. <laughs> I will say, the salt and sea smells. You can smell it from miles away. Mm. Just, ugh. And I have no idea. If, Bad uh, water. If you're ever near Joshua Tree State Park, highly recommend taking the day trip out. Uh, but if there's dudes out there on their go-karts... Um, Maybe, maybe then you'll want to wear a mask because all of the sand is just the crushed up, uh, like seashells and whatnot. Um, oh yeah. The cool sand. Well, it's, it's a type of snail. It's like tilapia, uh, or it sounds, it's something that sounds like tilapia. I feel like I've had this very same conversation. Is it the tilapia that's eaten poo? Probably. <laughs> yeah. The okay. poo, eat, the fi- the fish that eats the poo fish. Okay. Yeah. Poo fish. Poo yeah. fish. Shell smell. Okay. <laughs> Sounds about the way I remember it. <laughs> yeah. Science. It's true. Oh, man. Uh, did you... Uh, oh, we had a boost. Why did we not... Oh. Oh, we got to get the gimp. I know. I Because I, I was watching the video of the salt mine, and uh, it was 33 everywhere. Oh, shit. That was a misfire. No, I... Oh, no. I love you know, Eddie Bravo. Sometimes Eddie Bravo just shows up on your shoulder, you know? <laughs> you got to deal with Eddie Bravo. Like, oh, what do you want, Eddie? <laughs> Everyone's got uh, you know, a little Eddie Bravo Eddie, Eddie, where should there. I move? I went to Tampa, checked it out. I'm like, I might live in this motherfucker. <laughs> An ISO goldmine. I don't think I have a single Eddie Bravo either. This is pathetic. I'm going to pull from the AJ Rogan. It's really not a big board. It's just getting to know it, and uh, I need more clips, too. Oh, like, I, I can hit you with this one. I love Eddie Bravo, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, uh, Car- Thank uh, you, Magic Mike. Carolyn Blaney, uh, your, 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 your boost again is on the way. I, uh, I had things muted so I could check out the video without playing it back to everybody. Um, but we will, uh, we will be getting your action on very, very shortly. Uh, 
her boost that gimp. Her boost for thirty three thirty three through fountain said melodious Al, we will eat every crumb you put down. Yes, yes, yes. I'm nom. Hell yeah. I'm nom nom. Thank you, Baker. <laughs> Thank you, Baker. <laughs> Bless you, Baker. <laughs> 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 Oh man! <laughs> oh, what? they're all coming in. Uh, who was uh, Carolyn again? Oh, uh, great package. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, the thirty-three like that gimpy. The thirty-three thirty-three was from Bully Steed uh, with the eating every crumb. Tom's putting down, and then this uh, last one was sixty-nine sixty-nine from Carolyn Blaney saying, uh, "Great mix, Tom. Thanks for sharing on behind the schemes with a little heart." We're not yeah. selling them. Hell yeah. I think in the, I'm in the kissy kissy, uh the, the, the gal emojis. They're great. Just barely come through for me on the hex chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. Hella hex chad. Hella hex chad. <laughs> hex chads rise up. Uh does that put us at intermission? No, we should do some screamails actually. No, uh, think about I it. I got did you get the clip that I sent you I, just at the last second? Did oh, get the hold clip. on, my phone's ringing. Obama phone. Obama phone. <laughs> they got. Uh, I had. I had one clip that I did clip. Oh, Ooh. oh yeah, he liked that. Goddamn, Servo likes to get down. Thirty-three sixty-nine with the boost CLI. Protected from death. And I like that number. I should also say that uh, Servo and Carolyn are both boosting the live item for tonight. So uh, those are the, the sets yes, getting yes, split yes. With, uh, yes. with Tom. Via boost clip. <laughs> I, uh, I got your clip. I got your clip right here. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Hit it. That means Luca Brasi sleeps with the fishes. That's right. It's an old Sicilian term. Sleep with the fishes. It that means a sleeps with the fishes. Get the concrete shoes. That's right. That's right. They sent him a nice fish, a nice cop. You failed. <laughs> <laughs> we can't say too much because, you know, I know that Tom doesn't live too far from the actual. Do market. not wait. What's, uh, where this did you get the sleep? insane. Where'd Where you I get to that? sleep with the fishes? Yeah. Uh, from The Godfather, of course. Oh, I've never seen it. The originator of, uh, of that actual quote. Yeah, sleep they the uh, take out a particular guy on a, on a lake. Oh. I, I don't think it's the same. Is it? It's yeah, not the they, same. They take him out. That, well, they kill Fredo on a lake, but this is yeah, Luca Brasi. Yeah, that? Uh, I don't remember. Not Mead, but it could be. Could be. Is it? It could be. Is it? Oh God! I got a, oh God! They got a Lake Mead over there in Sicily. Gotta, gotta look that up. <laughs> oh God! What lake did Fredo die on? Oh God! We should we should see. And Fredo does have a career in Vegas. He goes to Vegas to work right. with Mo oh. Green. I, but I don't think they Tahoe. Were in Vegas. I think it might be Tahoe. Tahoe? So the yeah, the other lake that I brought up that yep. has uh, dead bodies in it as well. Okay, yep. great. It's the one you brought up. Lake Tahoe. Fact, fact lake check Tahoe. true. Fact check true. 
Absolutely. I had to bring up that because he sleeps to the fishes, you know, because it's what we're talking about, these mafiosos. That stuff. is a big deal. Booberry's right. Wherever you see water, you see borders. And wherever you see water, you see the mafia, especially remote places. Because they got a nice place to dump the bodies here. <laughs> Around these uh, parts, we take them down to the hog farm. <laughs> that's true. The, the, where I grew, where I grew up is in the Sacramento River Delta area. That all that land was sort of like developed by mobsters that were fleeing from New York to to keep a low profile. Uh, a lot of the OG money around here was uh, was mafia money. It's we're not selling them. It's, it's just history. It's just American history. There's nothing wrong. Well, something's up. Yeah, it was <laughs> Freemasons and the mob that built this country. <laughs> I'm actually stunned by the amount of misinformation. Well, you know what? Don't forget I, Jesus. I am an expert. <laughs> yes, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus jumps in. I'll form the head. Ooh, yeah, these are all Mormons death. we're talking about. Note to self: get Voltron ISOs. America's <laughs> financial troubles could be just beginning. That's not good news. Oh lordy! Uh, do y'all want to hit a voicemail and? Uh, yeah, yeah. Do, do an intermission. I want to hear the screams. Oh, we got the screams. We got a couple in here. We got enough that we'll do two. Here's the first one. Oh, <laughs> we're never going to hear that caller again. I, I like that one a lot. <laughs> Sorry, caller. Use that as a clip, maybe. Caller oh. sleeping with the fishes. Well, they, they, they called right back. Let's see what the second one says. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Nice scream. Here's a trend going on that people should be aware of. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but I like it. And I approve. Nah. This is uh this is completely state sanctioned through and through. I like it. But not medical advice. Uh no, but I do have an expert opinion. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. So stop you in your tracks sound. Thirty-three thirty-three sats from Carolyn Blaney, boosting the live tag through Karyocaster said the Godfather viewing party, yes or yes. I don't oh hell yeah. Oh, yeah, let's do it. I God damn like it. Love to be part of that. I like it. Oh, we're gonna that's, do it. Yeah, that sounds let's like go a on the list. Let's do it. Oh man. Godfather one. Y'all are gonna pop my Godfather chair. Yes, yes. Oh, you've gotta see it. I'll stop every five minutes yes. and explain everything. It'll be perfect. Well, uh, it's, yeah, uh. This is Luca Brasi. He works for the Godfather. Okay. He's worked since. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's uh, true. Really get cranking on figuring out a, a way to do stable video calls, uh, broadcast and stuff. I'm game. Uh, that, that is the question. Yeah. I, yeah. I watched, um, oh, the movie escapes me. It has, it was Rat Race. No, I I watched a movie with Sir Seat Sitter, Carolyn Blaney, and, and Alex. 
It's a mad, mad world. Oh. And you, yeah, you showed up too. That's I th- right. I thought, it, oh, so Rat you Race did was show big. up. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, a mad, yeah. mad, mad world. Yeah, 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 yeah. You did show I'd never seen that. That was so much fun. Mm. I don't hang out with anyone anymore, but I was hanging out with you guys and we were watching this movie. <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. That's oh, yeah. an old timer for sure. Yeah. I didn't even see the whole thing, but I uh, hopped in for the last uh, quarter, half maybe. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's where most of the action ha- happens, but uh, you have no idea why it's happening. I'm sure at that point. And that film. Oh, you know, I was just uh, I was glad to be hanging out with y'all. It was a good time. Of course, it's madness. I've definitely been. Thinking about it a lot as far as how to make it a, a smooth viewing for everyone involved. Um, not sure yet, but I got ideas. I got ideas. Oh, Grab Shuttered Theater might play into it. Might figure something out. Yeah. Uh, so for tonight's intermission, uh, this is a, a first and very exciting. Uh, Melodious Owls will be sandwiching tonight's intermission. So, uh, starting off first is, uh, I'll have to look up the name because I don't want to mess it up. It oh, is, shit. uh, oh God, where'd it go? It is the, it's the track Rooftop from Blazing Galaxies, which, uh, it's, it's very John Carpenter. Uh, yeah, I, <clears throat> I can set this up a little more. Um, so Blazing Galaxies is a, a project between me and Mark Thiring, uh, who is someone I met in seventh grade. We've known each other for a long time, lived in the same neighborhood, collaborated on a lot of projects. Uh, we, we've done another feature film, a documentary film, uh, several shorts. Uh, but this was our most ambitious project. For the film Psychotic, it's a Brooklyn party slasher. It's on Amazon if you want to look for it. Uh, we're both in it at various points. So it was the apartment I lived in at the time. <laughs> uh, I don't know. If you're if you're into, like, campy horror films, you're probably going to like it. it. It's good. Hell yeah. Uh, and, yeah. Um, Easy. <laughs> the soundtrack Damn. is on Spotify. If you search for Blazing Galaxies, we're on there. And if you go to Bandcamp, you can actually buy our vinyl record <gasps> oh, that we produce. My. It's the only vinyl one. record. <laughs> it's the only one I've produced for any project. And it was a learning experience, but uh, it's, yeah, it's amazing. It, it's amazing having a physical product like that for music. It's another thing for photography and having like the physical form, but uh, it's it's difficult. Like uh, when when you want to share a finalized form of music today, it's like how do you give it to someone? Like here's some digital files. <laughs> here's a thumb drive. Yeah, it's like that's very personal. Here's an email. I'll just email yeah. it to you. Well, we have a vinyl, so you can. Check that out if you're so inclined, if you like the sounds of it. Yeah. Hell yeah. I like it. That's uh I don't know too many people that, that put out an album on vinyl or got pressed to vinyl. Uh it's it's always something I wanted to try. 
think it'd be it's cool. a process apparently it the sound varies based on the color you pick oh, we, yeah, we went yeah. blood red because of the horror film nature mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. but apparently black sounds the best yeah classic black yeah yeah i'd believe it i believe it. i don't i you know i don't have anything good enough to to like really capture the differences um because i just got kind of a standard turntable you know um which routes through here I should get back into playing more vinyl on the weekends i'm working too much <laughs> so is the camp game's working so much um well that's very cool and uh the name of the movie again tom was oh it's psychotic, psychotic. with an explan explanation point yes. i like it psychotic uh, okay very cool and very legal and then uh you got another track that's um you emailed over to us you, you said it was an older one that's going to be playing at the end uh, uh, it's an older one, but more reinterpreted. I'm I'm going through uh, my archive more for a a photo book project uh, between 2010 and 2020 in New York because uh, uh, you know things look a lot different after that. Uh, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of uh, putting together that era in terms of the gigabytes and gigabytes of photos <laughs> I have. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot to wade through. It's a. It's an interesting project, but I'm partaking in that now. And but also finding audio files of the times, forgotten. And nice. this is one so of a them. whole archive of the whole decade. It's like a little time capsule. Oh, I love it. That's very cool. <laughs> very legal. <laughs> uh. So yeah, we'll. Uh, we'll I want to see that. I mean, whenever you. God knows how long it's going to take you to complete that project, but I definitely <laughs> want to fucking see that. Hopefully by the end of this week. I, I have a busy week next week, so I've been trying to get like a, a oh, dummy book going off uh, by the end of the week, so I, it's in production. Sweet. Nice. Yeah, at uh, some point I'm, I'm, I plan on picking up a, a NAS drive or something and, and move all of the show files now and, and build some sort of infrastructure files file wise. Um, backup action. Yeah. Well, backup and archive it and make it, you know what, it, what it's not right now, which is a, uh, a lot to wade through. <laughs> um, just burning a lot of gas for no reason. Just wading through the <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> oh man. Uh, there's a Make Heroism track in here, too, so get pumped for that one. Yeah, we don't have vinyl, but we do have a VHS.
I'm going to give you the keys to the Lamborghini.
This kitchen is so hard to clean. If only there was an easier way. Hi, I'm Derek Bum. Say goodbye to daily stains and dirty surfaces with new kitchen gun. This sink is filthy, but just three shots from kitchen gun. And it sparkles like new. Look how it cleans this greasy hob. Goodbye, dirt. Grubby tiles. I love you, kitchen gun. Rusty taps. <laughs> you can even use it on the washing up. There, all clean again. New kitchen gun, now with laser sight and night vision for after dark cleaning. Because I
isolate the Pex bad boy beneath the surface of every American scientist and to say to him, throw all of your normal law-abiding concepts out of the window. Here's a chance to raise merry hell. It was in this atmosphere that the search for mind control began. School of Mayhem and Mary. Welcome back to second second half of show for Behind the Schemes. Second second half of show, episode 96. And it is indeed May 9th, 2022, and we are joined with uh, Tom Starkweather, a.k.a. Melodious Owls. Yeah, and those still, were- <laughs> still, still here. Still I here. Mute. I did mute, and I was like, "I'm still here," but I'm not because <laughs> I'm muted. No. But now I'm here. I'm here. Boys, don't go with. No, I'm here. No, uh, I must be. I must endeavor to be quiet because I've, uh, you know, 
angered the natives. Oh, there's uh, others to, to consider. Well, it's kind of late over here in the, the AST, my friend. Oh, we missed midnight yes. in the sewer. We'll uh, ooh, uh, we'll we'll have to tell the Gimp to keep it down. Yeah, Gimp, you don't uh, want to get boosted again, do you? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> yes. Well, yes. Uh, uh, I'd like to go ahead and jump into thanking some people that that came out and support and helped produce this episode. Tonight, uh, we call them Freaks of Hazards, and it's anybody that just uh, decides to spend any time with us, uh, whether it be listening to the show, calling in, uh, perhaps generating artwork, or sending in monetary donations. The, the, there's no end to the ways that you can support public radio these days. And it's um, part of the value for value model. Whatever value you get from our show, you can give the value right on back in any way, shape, or form that is appropriate to you. And uh, I'm very excited tonight because uh, there was a package that showed up in front of my door. Um, And mine. (laughs) (laughs) Two packages to two different locations, which is awesome, of the same awesome thing. Uh, So what they sent me. And I, I don't, uh, Lavish told me that the package showed up for him, but I don't know quite what it is. I did send Lavish a picture already. Mm. Um, but what they sent were two books out of the uh, encyclopedia series called Man, Myth, and Magic. Mm. Um, if you're familiar with the Mysteries of the Unknown, the Time Life mag- uh, hardcover encyclopedic series all about the supernatural um this is i think one of the very first ones that actually originated as a magazine um which Ah, classic i've got some i've got some more stuff on that we'll we'll talk uh after screen mails um because they sent in a note if you can hear it yes yes it's a fascinating note it's uh it's like brown parchment paper that has been wrinkled up and then flattened out again so it's, it becomes kind of soft yeah uh, they sent me one too yeah hell yeah um i adore this note and i would like it to to share it with everybody um it says greetings mr boo ray ray radley we found these books about mysticism and priscilla's priscillanism on page 1301 you can discover the high gods don't get lost in 1970 there's some spooky stuff in here. Mr. Booberry, Mr. Booberry, Mr. Booberry. Can you smell the year 1970 on these books? That's a joke about how it was published in 1970. These books appear to be a, a good fit for you. There are a variety of schemes to choose from and discuss. We hope everything is going well for you. Take pleasure in the, uh, in the spooking and lurking. Below is a video that you must watch if you want to do a, a true man, if you want to do true man's work. By the way, uh, and AI helped me write this. That's why it is insane. And uh, for that, I love it. And I've actually got the URL <laughs> downloaded, and I will be playing it after our uh, closeout music tonight. Um, it's trippy. <laughs> yeah. uh, P.S. I mistook Josie and the Pussycats for the Hex Girls. You should pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> Was that from the AI, too? <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything on the back of your note? Oh, yes. Sorry if you're going. That's what, uh, so the, the photo that's below the two images of the covers in the show notes, 
Uh, that is what's on the back of the note, and it's a picture of a... It's like a Joker vampire in space. Uh, it's insane. I don't know what to make of it. But it also says, sorry, I don't see gender. I taste it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't How to all. serve man. How to serve man. <laughs> how to mouth serve man. <laughs> <laughs> it's and a cookbook. How to mouth serve man and a woman. <laughs> and women. How to serve women. How a different book you. altogether. <laughs> quite, quite so myself. Well, I, I can tell you, I can sum it up in a, in a nutshell. Yeah. Uh, but these books smell very authentic. Yeah, um, these books really do. They have like a, I don't, it's hard to describe. It's like a classy smell. It, I swear to God, it's, it smells like it came out of my grandmother's trailer. Uh, oh, it's just it, a, a, a distinctly East Coast sort of, um, yeah, I mean this. This yeah. takes me back to the uh, we had the set of Britannica encyclopedias. There was an animal based one, kind of like the Zootopia book, or not Zootopia, but Zoo books, but the seventies version. Ooh yeah, oh, spicy. Ooh yeah. Well, that was a Ned good one. Ned coming in with thirty three, uh, three hundred thirty three sets <laughs> saying it's electrifying. Danny Zuko, you found him. He likes that one. Because the power you're supplying. It's electrifying. Better shape up. Because I, I need a band. Man. I need a gimp. <laughs> and, my and my heart is set on you. Better shape up. You better clamp your nips. <laughs> <laughs> Spicy. Thanks, uh, oh, no. Uh, but oh, yes, yeah. I, I, I did have two of these books already, or three of them. Uh, shit. Oh, you do? You yes. already have a couple. Huh? I, I've got quite, uh, damn, there's three or four different series I found all at Goodwill, all in the same go. It was bizarre. Someone offloaded their entire esoterical library at Goodwill. And I showed mm. up the right day. So I got uh, the Man, Myth, and Magic series. I got those couple. And then there's another series that the name is escaping me. And then um, last year, Dad gifted me, damn, there was 13 or 14 of the Mysteries of the Unknown. So I'm I'm work I'm legitimately working through these encyclopedias. Yeah, to, you get a nice little library going. Hell yeah, man! And honestly, it's a sign. I think uh, there was there's been some things that we've been chewing and discussing uh, on in back channels, and um. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I, I think I think we're going to try a, a more liter, literacy based approach. <laughs> Literature, that's the one. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah. Well, especially with great books like this. I mean, I love. I just got my books today. You got your books a couple days ago, I think. And uh, yeah. These are, these are sweet. I also got a nice note. Uh, just like you described with the brown paper wrinkled up. And on the back, it has Howard the Duck. Oh, my God. Being offered a handful of pills. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I think I'm going to have to take a photo of this and post it on the in the notes because it's it's great. Yes, you, please do. <laughs> Uber, you, you'll probably actually be inspired by it if you see it. It's great. It's a really good image. But, uh, they sent me a note. I'll read the note real quick. Uh, dear fellow Jim and I, we looked everywhere for these books about mythical and supernatural terrorists. Oh, my. Uh, oh, my. We uh, hope you have a pleasant time looking up dark magic with them. I will. These books reminded us of you because we are near the enormous mouse home. They are surrounded by a plethora of Disney memorabilia. Uh, the mouse ho- house, by the way, is waving to your mouse house. There will be a mouse house in every state, city, <laughs> And home one day. <laughs> mouse house inside your mind. <laughs> the mouse yes, spreads. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. You will, mouse. Uh, we also used a rapper name generator to look up rapper names for you. Uh, Kulo is my name, which is spelled C-O-O-L-O, Kulo, which, if you know Spanish, also means something else. Um, well, I'll sum uh, this up. You know, if you don't l- look it up, uh, according to the generator, uh, they gave me a list of top songs by me too. Seven tracks. Uh, one is "Don't Talk to Me About Pasta?" Question mark. Okay. <laughs> Second one is "Lavish Is as Lavish Does." <laughs> Third one is "I Ain't No Frank Sinatra." That's <laughs> true. No one is. Uh, four garbage in, garbage out. Garbage in, garbage out. That's the way of the world. The wheel of garbage <laughs> always spins. Uh, fourth track is bling a ding, nothing. <laughs> Five is from the streets. I'm still lavish. Windmills do not cause cancer. Oh my god, from the streets. From the streets, I'm He's still so lavish. lavish. <laughs> I have no um, idea. Uh, this is telling us to come. Uh, number six, so ocean metal, in parentheses, I think I'll scream. Okay, uh, okay. <laughs> seven, and final is, uh, this is the bonus track, lavishes, uh, lavishes, 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 lavishes. Um, You're gonna be a made big star. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> big rap, Kulo. I would love to be a rapper named Kulo. That's very funny to me. Oh, Kulo's uh, here. Oh, but they're like Kulo, huh? But they're oh, um, Kulo's here. Yes, yes, yes. Kulo. Oh. Are you that rapper, Kulo? I see Urban Dictionary. I looked up Kulo. A friend in need is a friend indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kamala. Yep, this is a really cool note. This is a really awesome book. I'm going to read from the book eventually, uh, we'll, but we'll get to that in a bit. This is great. Thank you so much, uh, MK Ultra and uh, and 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 MK Heroism. Right? Yeah, Gosh, I'm, getting, I'm getting mixed up on the. Names, they switched them up. Well, I, I, I called him MK Heroism in, in short, uh, talking in the back MK channel. Heroism. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you can follow them both on uh, No Agenda Social. They're there. Um, yeah, they're great. 
They, uh, Make Heroism did send in uh, a track for the intermission, uh, but MK Ultra also did some, uh, I think it's Boomhauer art that's in the uh, show notes. Very trippy. It's, um, Boomhauer art. It's hard to describe, actually. It's, it's kind of Warhol-y pop art, but, uh, in that tr- tr- classic 3D anaglyphic fashion, um, mm. with, I don't know... What the static is in the background, but it's uh, it's very deep. It's a deep static. Mm. It's not me, is it? Am I, am I a deep static? No, the the image here. Uh, it's the she's she she put a static background behind it. Oh, I I I just I went to I went to er, a lot of audio alert. Uh, Wait, hit the emergency button. Uh, coming in next was <laughs> Sir, 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 Seat Sitter. He sir. Sent, sent us a donation via PayPal uh, for $33.33. Whoop. Thank you, Sir, 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 Seat Sitter. You can find his show, Abs in a Six Pack, at shitmyass.com. <laughs> One stop shop all for all of your John Oliver and Dream action. <laughs> That's right. You never know who may be going through this. It's a hot show there. You don't want to miss Abs in the Six It's a pack. fun studio. I've been there a few times. I recommend it. Oh, oh it's, yeah. It's always, always a blast. The party never, the party never stops at shitmyass.com. No, it never stops. You can also go to podtard.com. Podtard.com? That's where all the, the live Abs in the Six Pack action is. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Sir Seat Sitter. We're we're going to be doing uh, another Battle of the Douchebags with him uh, pretty soon in a couple weeks. I love that show. <laughs> it's so much fun. <laughs> it's such a fun. I I really want to do it live. Like I I like participating live in the polls via Mastodon. It's mm. it's fun. Oh, dude, I'm sure Chris, uh, Sir Sir Seat Sitter will hear this and. Uh, he's got no plans of uh, stopping them anytime soon. There's a lot of douchebags out there. <laughs> we have to do at least eight rounds so that we can get a, a finalist. Yeah. yeah, finalist round. Uh, great package. Yeah, we're only on, we're only on number four, so there will be more. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming in next was Turbo Faggot. He's got a monthly donation set up for five dollars and thirty three cents. Ooh-ah. Thank you, Turbo. Thank he you, also has some really great assy art in the chat. Yeah, he was dropping it at the beginning of the show. Uh, in the green room. Hashtag green room. Custom uh, green room assy art. Always appreciated. Yeah, the, the, the frogs uh, the frogs rain when Turbo rolls in. Yes. <laughs> they don't call him Turbo for nothing. Uh, Double Thought uh, from Double Thought Dimension. He's got an episode, and I'm sorry that I missed it. I missed the notification in the uh, in the app that I use. But he's got a really cool episode talking about the punk albums that influenced him from an early age. Uh, Ooh. Yes, it was uh, from two episodes ago. I got a link straight there in, in the show notes. Nice. Uh, yeah, he goes through all his you know sort of punk upbringing and um the compilation album that really turned him on to it getting into heavier darker things like uh slayer and opening up for bands that 
he really enjoyed. I think it was the exploited that he opened up for with his group. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about, uh, oi music, like, uh, Cox bar shit like that. It's, uh, I highly recommend it. Nice. Had nice intimate time. view. There's probably a lot of really juicy, uh, music information that you can get in there. Yeah. I was going pl- to check that out. I was playing some during, uh, the, uh, pre-show I was doing some dropkick Murphys and, uh, played a exploited track called massacre, the massacre. Um, it's good shit. Sweet. Yeah. yeah, we was just in the chat a little earlier. Double thought. Thank you so much, man. And he did send in $3.33. And he sends it in all the time. That that three thirty three comes in from Double Thought a lot. So thank you so much, sir. We really, really appreciate that. Hell yeah. And then, of course, uh, Melodious Al, a.k.a. Tom Starkweather. Uh, thank you for your uh, contributions of the uh, opener and closer of intermission for tonight. Hell yeah. We appreciate Happy that. Happy to help. You got some original stuff. You know, you, you let it leak on the Nick the Rat show, nicktherat.com, that you had, you had some material, so we had to, we had to find it. Had to get some <laughs> of that out there. Yeah. You know. It's, it's more where that came from. Yeah. Yeah. Can't stop, yeah. won't stop. Uh, but if you want to help produce this show, there's all sorts of ways that you can do it. It's value for value, whatever you want to do. Uh, com is where you can get in on that action. Or uh, loveislit.com. I think that one's finally kind of stably working again-ish. Yeah, if it doesn't work, throw the little HTTPS in there and, and it might work there. Or www. You know. Loveislit.com, badradio.live. Those are all very valid links to find it. I also do want to do a little supplemental shout out. I uh, got another uh, order of the Mousy Bear gummies. Ooh. And uh, of course, I had to order the behind the schemes themed uh Mousy Bear gummies, which uh, oh. come in custom behind the scheme shapes, which are also delicious and good for you. They have their own stencil? They uh, they got their own molds. molds. Yeah, they or got mold mold as it were. Yeah, they got yeah. uh, special ones for bowl after bowl as well. Oh. I think mm-hmm. I, I think they even have secret ones that you have to ask for specially, like secret okay. shapes, secret shapes. secret shapes, secret oh. special shapes. Although you don't have to ask special for the behind the schemes ones, you can go right to the site and anybody can order those. Yeah, it's uh, pyramids and skulls. Yeah, <laughs> which I found are very pleasant shapes to chew on, actually. So. <laughs> It works. Highly recommended, yeah. <laughs> but along with that, uh, I got a nice little supplemental package along with the gummies from Mousy Bear and Junta. I got, of course, some fantastic behind the scheme stickers. And, uh, I also got, as a little personal aside, as a joke from Junta, he sent me a Raiders flag that was, uh, folded ceremoniously as if it, had oh my been, God, uh, <laughs> as if it had been lost <laughs> at war. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yes, war. Sure, you know whatever. that's what happened. <laughs> so, R- sure. R- R.I.P. the Raiders. Okay, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, he's like, hey, I sent you a little something with the gummies. I'm like, yeah, I see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just in case you forgot. <laughs> It's a big joke. Cause yeah, I agree. Actually, neither of us actually care about football, so <laughs> I think. Well, I just want to say thank you again uh, 
to all the people that came out, helped support this show. Uh, you're all freaks of hazards. Yes. Money, money, making money, making money, making money, making money, making money. Exclamation point draw space Celtic. You should also uh, check out Gal in the uh, green room. Uh, she's a bot that Servo and Cotton Gin and C-Dubs all have been working on. She does all sorts of amazing things, and uh, she's the best. Yep. That's, That's what I got to say. the coolest bot out there. Mm-hmm. Got all the Wolfram stuff, Alpha stuff, which actually came up on your Nick the Rat show randomly enough. But, uh, yeah, it's great. It's got all kinds of features. I'll, uh, I'm going to hit you all with a quick voicemail, and then we'll get into the last couple of topics for tonight. Do it. Hey, guys. Hey, Tom. How are you enjoying spending your quality time with Hi, hello. Uh, uh, oh. tight. Like, uh, like a tiger. Uh, hey! What? Hey! Get back in there! Hey, motherfucker! <laughs> Fletcher, what's your gimp? Fletcher's Look behind you, it's your gimp! Fletcher's getting a little bossy with the gimp, man. Damn. Well, that's like what it's it. for. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, God. Oh, my God. What a slut. What a slut. Yes. He identifies as gay and puh. It sounds Keep like it. he has to go to the bathroom. <laughs> this could get interesting. That's too bad. Uh, Ledger... We we all here behind the schemes want you to keep your gimp hand strong. <laughs> Remember, oh, I, I can't even do it. The straight face. <laughs> <laughs> the open palm is is the gimp side. Back of the Close palm. palm is also the gimp side. <laughs> <laughs> They're all the gimp size. Gimp three sixty. Yeah, but you tried the other side, right? Both sides? The back of the hand. No, the one you didn't check out. You, you tried that side, right? The back of the hand. That's the gimp side. Yeah. Oh, if we didn't check it out, we better get on that. Yeah. Same. I got there. a giant bulge going for me, if you know what I mean. Hello there. Hello there. Right after he went nuts. Can you give me the the horrors clip again? Uh, the double horrors clip. Oh, you want the Yes, yes, yes. You yes. want the double horrors? Uh Hey horrors. Hey horrors. Hey horrors, how's it going? Hey horrors, how's it what? going? Hey horrors, how's, how's it going? going? What? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, fellow horrors. Uh, what is a number? A miserable little pile of secrets. But enough, uh, Great package. Oh, what are we devolving into? We should, uh, I want to get back into some it's of this. madness. I, I got one short clip, 30 seconds. It's an old man myth and magic commercial that I found. And uh, I'd like to share it with everybody because it's pretty neat. Now there's an authoritative documentary on witchcraft. Luck. Superstition, ESP, life after death, fate, voodoo, astrology, dreams, and hundreds of other subjects. Man, Myth, and Magic is the most unusual magazine ever published. A visual encyclopedia of the supernatural. Look for part one on newsstands and knock wood. There's a copy left.
Is every commercial in the early seventies just wanted to be Orson Welles? Damn hey, can straight. Can you say it like Orson Welles? <laughs> How much liquor are we talking? No, oh, Paul, my son, mythical mysticals. <laughs> Bottled, aged in the bottle. Uh, so I got some quick facts about Man, Myth, cool. and Magic. It was uh, originally published as a British weekly magazine by Purnell and Sons. Publication commenced in 1970 and continued for 112 issues, uh, spanning a thousand mm. articles. Five, nice. yeah, dude, five thousand illustrations, and uh, a lot of them are all in full color. Um, uh, of course, what they sent, uh, what they sent us was. Uh, hardbound, so it was released as an installment later on. Uh, but it had more than 200 academic and specialists uh, contribute to the writings. Um, I got a list of names, but you know, there's archaeologists, uh, professor of Greek at Oxford, professor of history of religion at uh, at University of Chicago, um, physician in charge of the Department of Psychological Medicine, St. Thomas Hospital, uh, literary St. Thomas. Yeah, um, the literally not not, not the sunken sea, <laughs> reemergency, but it could be same, the same name, same guy, same scene, same name, same podcast, <laughs> <laughs> same damn time. The uh, what the the section? I I just got a, a brief breakdown on uh, the section that, well, they, they, up. that they told me to uh, check out, it was called The High Gods. Um, it details this uh, Scottish folklorist uh, interpreting the Allfather, or the you know the great god in the sky, right? The singular one. Yeah, um, yeah. It explains how pre-literature civilizations carried this tradition of the supreme god, and how the belief was found in all across the world, Australia, Africa, America, Asia, uh, pretty much the four points. Uh, further expands on how the high god was usually surrounded by a court of lesser gods that were more approachable, and uh, I guess it was easier for the common person to worship them. Mm. Um, uh, which it actually got me thinking. I, I wrote in the notes, Clockmaker took a class in community college, uh, uh, literature class, and um, I wish I could rem- remember the name of the piece, but... Uh, we ended up reading about how this one philosophical uh, approach was God is this sort of watchmaker character. He comes in, winds up the gears, sets the the watch piece down on the table, and just walks away and let it run. Mm. Uh, which is something I like. Uh, you know, it's it, it's not as um, it's not as much of a downer as the demiurge is. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Our recent foray into, into the gnosis, yeah, but it isn't too dissimilar, I suppose. Yeah, just in the sense that there's a god who kind of makes things and then kind of goes away. Yeah, the absent god. Um, yeah, but they also say in the uh, in the in the article that uh, you know this deity is both good and evil. It's both male and female. Um, I like this uh, this part where they talked about you know it's it's a god containing contradictions, um, and of course comparisons would be Zeus, Jupiter, Yahweh, a number of the First Nation gods. Uh, I didn't get a chance to write down the names. Osiris, um, oh, oh yeah, no shortage of them. 
And then if you really want to get fucking weird, <laughs> not really. Which we do. Not related, from what I can tell, but I also found a website uh, could called... Could I have more weird, sir? Oh, there you go. Secondhand Please. esoteric books, man, myth, and magic. I, I, wa- I, I would like some more weird on top of this, yes. I found Please, a dude sir. that's got a whole slew of um, books related to magic practices for sale online in an HTML website. <laughs> hmm. And it's, uh, it's still current. You can still order from them. There's all sorts of shit on there, too. Looking at it now. This looks like a real website. It takes me way back. Here's the book list. That's the next link coming in. Where everything's got. Uh, I, I've been meaning to ask you, what volumes did you get in the mail? It was 10 and 14, I believe. Those are the ones you got, 10 and 14. And uh, what what like letters or roundabouts do they cover? Because for me, it's like a, it's an alphabetical thing. Yeah. I got yeah. volumes 22 and 24 myself. Nice. Those numbers are close. Uh, this was, I don't have the other so, one. So you guys got all the alphabet there. We got a little chunk, a little bit of here, a little bit of there. Oh, we got, okay. uh, it ranges from Hercules to heresy to hermaphrodite, <laughs> all the way down to imotep, imitative magic, and immortality. <laughs> I love that emo tip. Emo tip. <laughs> Such smart guy that emo tip. Just check. Cool. Oh, no. Yeah, I got the V's and the W's ish. Uh, yeah. I'm happy with that. And then the the 24 is actually beyond the alphabet, and it just goes into. Oh, do you have the index bibliographies for the um? Uh, yeah, damn. The bibliographies for big deal. Various like. Uh, just huge chunks of topics like enchanted beasts, plants and animals, um, legions of heaven and hell, uh, certain just big giant themes, and they got these massive bibliographies, The Hero's Journey. And for any Zoomers out there, uh, if they're not familiar with some encyclopedias, they actually contain more resources inside of them, so you can continue to follow the rabbit hole. Through all yeah. the fucking add, books. do not cause cancer. But they do, though. <laughs> but they do. And they, they cause dead birds. And they eat up all the air. They're the cancer to the sky. Do you understand? Actually, uh... Are South- they in that last Skywalker film? I've heard several references in the last... I've never seen this film. I just hear it's just, like, hated... By people that like Star Wars, they, the new they, Star Wars is this the Star Wars is ranking number and, nine, I think specifically rises eight. Right? Yeah, is there? That's I'm, a I'm whole. Co- other... No, no, I'm I'm confusing it with Strange New Worlds. Strange. There's 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 a there's one of the uh, propeller things in that. Oh, windmill? I, I, I see. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. the turbine. Sorry, not a windmill. Yeah, a turbine. The, the spinny thing. Yeah, the windmill. That makes they, the power. They have a giant windmill in that. And then January 6th equals nuclear war, apparently. <laughs> According to new Star Trek. 
You know, so it's just inevitable. Oh, see, that's that's a, that's a train uh, I did not get on. Was uh, any of the new Star Trek stuff? Oh no, I, you know, I, I'm just checking it out, seeing what they're doing. I don't necessarily like it. It's just like, what are you doing with this material? I uh, <laughs> that, that's a that's a curiosity. Like that's Where that's why I, that's why I watch these things. Not because I have hope of actually enjoying it or liking the inevitability of it. It's just like it's a hate how, watch. Yeah, like what are you guys doing with <laughs> this? Uh, hate watching. I, the only kind of watching going on now. I started a new series on Netflix that's conspiracy related, written and starring Mike Myers called Pentaveret about a benevolent secret society that uh, is is saving the world through undercover schemes and uh i'm not i'm not hugely impressed so far uh but i did get this iso i think you might be addicted to conspiracy which is kind of funny uh of course that's a good one the uh and I don't want to misquote the t shirt. I actually got a picture of it, but the uh the like leading um second hero to Mike Myers, the like go getter uh young reporter, uh she's wearing a t shirt and damn. I wish I could find it, but basically it said uh Canada living the American dream without the violence since 1867. And I got to thinking and I was like, is that necessarily true? Cause no. uh, <laughs> I've, I've seen what kind of violence, seen, uh, what I kind see, of person you are. Well, I seem to recall. I hear they have the some issues with their indigenous people. I don't know. Yeah. I found the picture. You can check it out for yourself. Um, yeah. I almost sent it over to the Grimerica guys, but you know that I don't think they're necessarily interested in. Uh, it's it's just nonsense. I mean, the whole show it's it's shit jokes and uh, shit jokes. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's so, Mike Myers shit jokes. Yeah, I don't remember Wayne's World having that many shit jokes in there. Um, Did you ever see Cat in the Hat? No. Well, there you go. It was all downhill what's, after that. What's the one film um, about the same joke that all the comics make, but it's so dark? Uh, the Aristocrats. The Aristocrats. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. kind. That's. Of, I don't know that. I when I was watching that, there were some points where I'm like, "That's too much." Uh, there was this ISO as well. It's tarot related. I both read and masturbate to tarot. <laughs> <laughs> You got that clip of me? Where'd you get that clip? Oh, oh, it's from the show. Okay, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> oh my god! Ace of Swords. Oh man. Uh, so yeah, I'll maybe I'll come back I'll with uh, with more clips after I finish the series. I'm only halfway through. It's six episodes. Uh, funny enough, not to spoil it, but fuck it, whatever. Uh, uh, oh god, Key and Peel. Um. Is it Jordan Key? No, it's Jordan. Uh, Peele. Michael Scott oh, Key, and Jordan Peele, Michael Scott Key, Key, Michael Scott Key, Michael Scott Key, something like that. Uh, you failed. He's in it, and he plays a scientist that gets recruited by the Penta uh, Verate, and or the Pentaveret, sorry, and uh, they fake his death. And <laughs> the way they do it is uh, they they 
make it look like he broke his neck in a TikTok challenge where you had to try and kiss your own butthole, which uh, gave me the what? same sort of vibes as the, uh, you know, wanting black men to wear dresses in all of the movies. What? Mm. Protected from death. It's a, it's a, it's a trending viral TikTok in this series where people are trying to lick their own asshole. So they've got their legs like <laughs> propped up on the counter and they're leaning forward as far as they can. And uh, that's what was and achieving Nirvana. Yeah, basically. <laughs> mm. uh, great package. You heard about the drip from that third eye. <laughs> How about the fourth eye? <laughs> What? Uh, but I'll uh, I'll come back with uh, some more on it. If there's anything good, uh, signs point towards probably not. Probably not. <laughs> um, we definitely because we teased it last week. Uh, I want to go through the Celtic Tarot spread that Adam Curry drew in the green room uh, during uh, a live uh, podcast uh, podcasting 2.0. That uh, is right. a big deal. The Podfather dropped in the green room and drew a Celtic spread. Um, I do have the clip from that point in the episode. Uh, do you think it's worth playing just for the context? Sure. Why not? Uh, Boobery, or we'd like to call him Boostbury, sent a boob donation to 8,008 sats through Fountain. He says, shout out to Servo and the amazing work he does. Gal, the bot that hangs out in the green room on zero node. Hashtag green room. We'll do all sorts of amazing things if you ask. She'll even read boosts out. But most importantly, she can now do Celtic tarot spreads for you, which is some of the coolest shit I've ever seen. Okay, I don't understand any of that, but it sounds fantastic. <laughs> so do I have to hit the hashtag, or what do I do? How do I want to activate the shit? Hashtag green room, and it's uh, Celtic tarot spreads. So what do you do? I don't know. Um, well, you know help. I did specifically say that it was on zero node, just for clarification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, I don't know. She'll read boost. Oh, you got to join hashtag green room. <laughs> Hold on a second. Let me try that. Join. Do it. Get, get your tarot spread. Green room. Figured okay. I'm in there. Now what do I do? Uh, exclamation point draw space Celtic. Draw Celtic. Yeah. See, she's. Oh, did it? It, it? it sent me back an image. Oh, it's uh, uh <laughs> it's like an image of a tarot card. Well, it sent me a link, a link to an image. Uh, no, don't click on this virus. Oh no! Oh, it's too, oh, oh, it sent me back a whole bunch of tarot cards. Okay, all right, nice bot. How does that uh, bring money into our node? <laughs> nice. okay. all right, I'm back to the two point I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that back for a second. No, that, that doesn't. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm back to the. So, <laughs> I. How do we monetize this? Admittedly, we're admittedly, not selling them. Gal worked exactly as uh, as written about in the boost. <laughs> there was nothing that should have been a surprise. <laughs> yes. Um. He wanted money. He was like, "Is this gonna?" He's, he's like, uh, "Well, uh, and we're I, not selling them." And I should clarify too that we do have a split for all episodes of BTS that goes to um it's split up between Servo, Cotton Gin, uh C dubs, 
the podcast index, which is Dave and Adam's node, and uh, Stephen B with CurioCaster. So, uh, now there was one, not issue, but uh, Servo was doing some testing on it on Gal, and uh, when Adam drew the spread, all of the cards ended up upside down or reversed. So I think that's uh, that's the way we'll read them, uh, unless you have any objections, Lavish. They were all upside down. Really? Yes. Yep. Take a look. And that was uh, not that was just natural that happened. It was from uh, Servo was doing testing. Oh, with it wasn't spooky it was R on uh, some different things with the way Gal was reading out uh, the cards or interpretations. I think. Yeah. Sure. We'll we'll play them as they lie. Uh, although Servo says he ejects. Ooh. He objects. He objects. We're reading them all right side up. Not natural. <laughs> this is unnatural. Uh, so starting off. I mean, with, you know, we could be, we could be sticklers about it, but yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Well, we, uh, I'm actually, I've got all of the pages, uh, bookmarked in the tarot book that I refer to. Uh, funny enough, it starts off on page 33 with the, Perfect. uh, with the two of swords, uh, the interpretation with the current situation being there is need for well-balanced emotions, a stalemate in one's affairs and decisions, possible trouble ahead, a temporary truce in family quarrels. The seeker has a well-developed sense of balance and rhythm. Oh, there's that balance and rhythm coming back. Very important, especially with the mystical duality, right? Mm. Right, right. Ooh, and then Cotton Gin saying he thinks it happened exactly as it was meant to happen, not to fuck with it. Oh shit! This is true. And this is this split is, right we down. We read the them as they lie. We read them as they lie. Well, I can uh, do the reverse here real quick. Release movement in one's affairs, but sometimes in the wrong direction. For the uh, for the rocks are still there. Caution against dealing with the unscrupulous. Uh, so we have a lot of, um, well, there's definitely a person standing here at the center, uh, trying to maintain this sort of balance and whether the affairs, uh, are for the good or the better, or maybe to be determined with the obstacle coming up. Uh, I don't know. What do you think about the two of swords? Um, two of swords. Well, I mean, just at a glance, I mean, the two is, is about choices. Yeah. It's, it's about one or path the other. that you have to make, yeah. You have a fork B. in the road. And then swords <laughs> is using a um, an aggressive energy to do so. And it's like uh, intellect. Yeah, using your cunning, using your intellect. Your guile. Outwitting. Yeah. Uh, and, and about conquering. You know, it's, it's swords are about conquering. And uh, it could be an intellectual conquering or otherwise. And with the two of swords, it's also the 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 figure is blindfolded, so it's it's coming from a place of having yeah, to feel it out. That's um, right. And uh, I I don't know. I I kind of read this card as like a defensive position with the way the two swords are crossed. Um, mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a brace. You know, you're you're bracing yourself. You're you're finding your center of gravity almost. Um, coming in next was the king of coins. Uh, which is number two here. There you are. And 
king of pentacles with uh, what richness surrounds this king whose scepter shows his power and rule over all. Uh, his robe is embroidered with bunches of grapes and vine leaves, bulls heads uh, for tur- Taurus specifically are on the back in the arms of his throne. His castle is in the background. He is the prince of the chariot of earth. Um, and going- are you reading these? Uh, are you reading off like the positions in the, in the Celtic spread, is this the obstacles card? This is the obstacle card, yes. Okay, I obstacles, forget, king of pentacles, yes. I, I forgot to specify that, sorry. <laughs> um, yes, the obstacle being the king of coins, which is the second card in the draw. Uh, with the reverse meaning, uh, the king of pentacles is too material and often appears stupid. He goes forward like an ox with his head to the ground. Though slow to anger, he can be dangerous when aroused. Perverse use of talents, a person easy to bribe. Uh, wow. Poor financial decisions, exploitative, wasteful, chauvinist. Mm, overtly bombastic, maybe. Like, uh, too, um, not affluent, but... Uh, showy with your money. Yeah, too showy, too um, exorbitant. Ostentations. Uh, ostentatious. Yeah, exorbitant, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, number three was the root, uh, sometimes known as the ground, uh, which is found below the current situation, which uh, there was the two of swords. Um, this is the foundation of the problem. Mm, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, at the root is the reversed king of cups. Uh, now the cups, the the king's throne rests upon a turbulent sea. Oh, it makes sense. The ocean's like a giant cup, right? Sure. Uh, yeah, I guess it makes sense. <laughs> um, and in this uh, in this interpretation in the book, it says a, there's a dolphin jumping out, a ship at the anchor. Um, the four court cards of the cups all show water in some way, symbol of the subconscious. Uh, which that makes sense with the king of cups being below, you know. The subconscious is under the consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Much the, like the bodies underneath Lake Mead. Yes. Oh, very Ooh. astute. Upon the breast, the king wears a golden fish upon a chain. Um, prince of the Chariot of the Waters. Uh, now reversed, this is a powerful man, but likely to be double dealing, a crafty, violent nature. There may be some scandal connected with him. Mm. So the foundation is is uh, riddled with scandal, perhaps, maybe. Mm. Mm. Uh, or uh, let me uh, the upright up interpretation, a man of business, law or divinity, uh, kind and considerate, willing to take responsibilities, interested in arts and sciences. Um, now I just, I think it's interesting that the first two cards that the current situation interacts with are both King cards. There's a lot of King, uh, cards in this spread for sure. And, uh, singular cards. Yeah. If you, if you take the four elements and you assign them to the, it's not the cardinal directions, but it's like, uh, the, the pips or the suit, the suits, Yes, the suits that you can um, break them up into fire is hot and dry, air is wet and hot, uh, water is cold and wet, and earth is dry and wet. 
And if you look at the obstacle and the roots, you have both the dry and wet and the cold and wet. Um, dry and wet. I'm I'm sorry. You have the uh, you have the dry and cold and the wet and cold. Okay. Yeah, that's what the that's what I meant to say. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and then at the at at the crown uh, or moving towards at the top is the what is that? The four of pentacles. Four of pentacles, which is another has another sort of a kingly um uh, thing. It's not a king thing, but it's not a king card per se. But the guy is wearing a pentacle as a crown and is standing on two pentacles on each feet and is holding one. So, kind of represents uh the kingly stature in the pentacle coming out of the king of pentacles. Yeah. Especially Let's see here. Uh, Ooh, actually I got that backwards. Number four in the list, uh, was the past card. Okay. So that's where I got confused. Typically I go current situation, obstacles, root and crown, and then past and future. But, this goes in a, a clockwise circle. So the next card drawn would be the pass card. And that is the page of cups. Um, mm-hmm. Selfish, uh, selfishness and love and, uh, and love of luxury, little desire to create, not much imagination. Uh, but we're moving past that. Thankfully. Uh, moving towards is the four of pentacles, uh, which is, a chance of loss of some earthly possessions in business. There will be obstacles, delay and opposition, uh, a spendthrift too free with his money. Um, seems to pair well with the King of coins being too, uh, extravagant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's, uh, yeah. Similar to the reverse King of Pentacles. And, uh, in the immediate future, which is in technically in front of the, uh, Current situation is a major arcana card, Justice, number 11, um, with the reversed meaning being injustice, inequality, legal complications, a, a biased mind full of prejudice, avoid excessive severity. And another male authority card as well. Actually, all of the... Or, I guess Justice is female. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, she's uh, yeah, she is in the Rider Waite, um, but it would be the first female in the spread, if I'm not mistaken. Or maybe mm-hmm. you could, I don't know. Two of Swords is kind of androgynous. So it two Two of Swords is yeah, it could be a woman yeah. for sure. Yeah, or a man. Mm-hmm. It's all about choice. Number seven was the influences. Which Influences is a, also means um, it also means your self image. Ah, uh, yes, the vision inside, or um, how in, you see yourself in this current situation. Uh, sometimes I I can see it as uh, internal influences, and then the next card would be external influences. Right. Uh, uh, the one way I would interpret it is how you see yourself and how others see you. Yeah. Uh but one of the one or the other. Which would be for this card, the Three of Cups. Um which is a party. Three's a party, formally. In an yeah, the Graces. It's uh it's three hot chicks partying. 
card. <laughs> Lots of fruit and vines and bare uh, feet. Grape package. <laughs> grape packages. <laughs> uh, yep. Reverse would be pleasure turns to pain. Beware of gossip from an old friend. Talents and abilities lie hidden. Overindulgence in food and drink. Maybe gluttony. Abundance may turn to want. Hmm. Hmm. I'm not sure how I could see that as an internal, like, or just feeling like you need more and more on the inside, maybe? Or you're not being satisfied with the the joys, the simple joys that you used to get pleasure out of aren't quite doing it for you anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would make sense. Uh, so other influences or outside influences or how people see you, uh, would be the five of pentacles, a two wayfarers and a snowstorm pass under a lighted church window. One is lame. The other destitute here. We see the reverse of the usual good fortune betokened by the pentacles. Uh, yeah, this is the Scrooge card. uh, Like not wanting to hand out, uh, or give out or be, you know, any sort of benefactory to somebody? Uh, well, I guess, no, that would be more like the six of Pentacles. But um, the five of Pentacles is like everybody who's out in the cold on Christmas Eve or whatever out in front of the church, you know, trying to get a turkey from the church because they're just, they're destitute, you know? I see. That's That's kind of how I view this card. Uh, reversed, a lesson in charity is to be learned. New employment, but this may not be term, uh, permanent. Revived courage, a new interest in spiritual matters. Hmm. That's interesting. I never really associated pinnacles with spirituality, necessarily. Yeah, not typically. Yeah. But, yeah. But, I mean, if you're, if, if it's destitute folks out in the, in the snow, you know, I'm sure there's some form of hope. That they're looking I think forward. it's the charity. The charity aspect definitely is where the spiritualism comes in, right? Yeah. Right? I've said right so many times. I should never say right ever again. Anyway, please continue. Uh, guidance is the Seven of Wands. Uh, in the time of Queen Elizabeth I, men fought with quarterstaves, just as the youth in the card is doing. Six enemies are attacking from below. Uh, one of the attributes of seven is deep purpose and valor, both of which are displayed here. With the reversed meaning being, the threat will pass you by. Don't let others take advantage of you. Caution against indecision. Patience in the face of wrangling and threats. Yeah, right. And the, the guidance can also represent your greatest hope or your greatest fear. Mm. And yeah, just standing your ground. Yeah, I, I like the uh, the upright of this one. The ability to hold one's own against adversaries. There will be yeah. stiff competition in business. It's a very business-minded spread, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Uh, very and- singular. Mm-hmm. Me versus the world type shit. Yeah. Uh, last is uh, another king card. It's the king of swords. Behind the king, and this is the outcome, the tenth card. Behind the, the conclusion king, card. Uh, are storm clouds, also the cypress trees and birds that have appeared in the other court cards of the swords. He is a stern king and sits on his throne as if in judgment. 
he he is the prince of the chariots of the winds. His intent. Oh man, this this is turning dark. Reversed meaning. His intentions are evil. He is obstinate and malicious. Caution in getting embroiled in a ruinous lawsuit. Judgments and decisions by those in authority do not seem fair. Yeah, it's a it's it's all legal business here. And all kings. Uh, a lot of lot. Of, well, we got three kings. We have a lot of major arcana, very few minor arcana cards, which is uh, yeah, a lot of high, big energy. It's big energy draw. <laughs> big me. Yeah, I um, I, I like Celtic spreads. They they might be my favorite favorite way to engage with tarot cards. Uh, cause, yeah, because this very one, visual element. The storytelling is easy to follow. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's uh in this spread. He's blocked by earth, and his foundation is water. With the the his crown or the you know what he's moving towards ground. So he's in water, moving towards this ground, and uh, in the past is more water, and in the immediate future he will find justice for. One of the decisions that he's made, um, of course, the 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 decision was influenced by the king of, of coins, um, and then the influence is it's more water, more emotion. Um, your how others see you is back to earth. Uh, so there's maybe people out there, maybe maybe there, it's a sort of like um, feeling feeling like I'm on an island, maybe like. But the island is so close that other people can see you, and the decisions like, should I should I try and tread this water by, uh, by myself, try and get to the other side, um, and then guidance uh, or hopes and fears. That's the only time fire makes an appearance. Uh, but what's interesting is the current situation begins and ends on the outcome with a sword card. That's the only two swords in this spread. Yeah, and they're kind of very much opposites. The two of swords, blinded at night, uh, kind of a desperate card, and then the outcome is the king of swords. It's daytime. It's triumphant. Uh, you've made your decision. You have your one sword. Yeah, and, and the book specifically referenced uh, justice, I believe, and uh, it's interesting justice that... Justice is in there. Yeah. yeah. You've, you've already encountered it. So uh, maybe 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 there's a certain sense of preparation being felt. You know, you've already went you you've you've challenged the scales once before. You've balanced them. Oh, balance, and, yeah, there you go. And and you've got yeah, balanced scales obviously. But yeah, justice kind of has the pentacles and the swords going for it because it has a sword and the scale. And uh yeah, it's fun that we have the king of pentacles and the king of swords in there. Nice. It all all ties in very nicely, and then if you want to get into all the elements and all that stuff, and that's that's another level, and yeah, you can. Which way the the you know which way that are the characters facing in the cards, whether they're looking to the left or the right or outwards? Um, a lot of different uh, it's a lot of different layers, which we won't get into tonight because we got some screen mails to hit. Hit the screen mail, Dan. Tom, are you still with us? <laughs> Tom, still awake? Ah. <sighs> Oh, I'm sorry. What? Sorry, did someone say something? I know. <laughs> I I just I wanted to. I'm, I'm trying to uh, 
prevent last week from happening with it being a four hour episode. So I just wanted to uh, get us through that. But, um, yeah, no, I'm still here. What, uh, do you have any feelings about tarot specifically? Um, I've, I've had several readings and, uh, most by like a close friend, uh, someone I've recommended as a guest on your show. Yes, this is. <laughs> I'm very excited. Uh, that I think that would be a phenomenal episode. I'm trying to get back into the swing of uh, having more regularly scheduled guests on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think if you had a meetup in town, these might be people that would come to. Um, the best tarot reading I had was at a bar called Sea Witch which was a block away from where I used to live in a, in a different part of town in Brooklyn. And it was someone I, I'd never seen before, but it was very perceptive. Um, yeah, it just said things that like most people could never really gather in their first, you know, impression. Yeah. Good at reading people. Yeah, it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, you you got a thing. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> You've got it. You've got the gift. Yeah. Um, I uh I don't typically read for anyone. Um mostly it's kind of been a, sh- a solo show. Uh not opposed to to trying it. Just don't know how good or <laughs> accurate it'll be. So, this could all be total misinformation. Who knows? I think, like anything, you just have to do it a lot before you figure it out. Yeah, you just familiarize yourself with it. And people will see their own meaning in it. You know, you don't have to convey exactly. 100% of the message. People will get it for themselves. Well, uh, let's get uh, let's get two of these screen mails in, and then we'll uh, wrap it up for tonight. Sounds good. I've never heard of Mel Banshee before, but I think it would be as smooth and suave as that. It it Ooh. sounds like that Moody Blues song. Moody Blues song, yeah, yeah. The uh, Knights in White Satin. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, you know the Dickies punk band. They do a pretty good cover of that song. Uh, I'm gonna play it for post show, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. Looks like uh, Caller had a follow up. Thanks for flying, caller. <laughs> Please keep your seatbelt until we are parked at the gate. Keep the your seatbelt on. The white zone is for loading and unloading only. Please follow the air- arrows on the ground. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Hell yeah. Well, thank you, Tom Starkweather, for joining us tonight. Hey, thank you for having me. And oh, have you again and again, senor Tom Starkweather. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I cannot recommend Tom Starkweather's Substack enough. So, Tom Stark, what's the actual link? No, no, no. Just just starkweather.substack.com. That's yeah. it. 
That's it. Yeah. And then Melodious Owls for the uh, end of show mixes that you do for No Agenda, plus also the interviews that you do with folks that are also yeah, contributors. Yeah, I, I, got, I got more to do. I got more to do. Your the mo- work doesn't stop. So many mixers. The <laughs> the most recent one was uh, Jesse Coy Nelson, right? Reverend, or, uh, it was. Senator, Senator unfortunately, Jesse. not the best recording, but... Uh, oh, he's hmm. in... South Korea, Just, right? Jesse's got more more in the works. We're gonna have something. Hell yeah! He writes a lot of scripts. Uh, we we might do some kind of dinner theater Ooh. type thing. Ooh, okay, mm. okay, all right. I like we that. Cool. We groovy. Yeah, we'll, we'll get together. Mm. <laughs> uh, we do this show every Monday night, seven thirty, eight thirty, nine thirty Eastern, respectively. Head over to badradio.live. That's where we hang out. That's where we do all of the things that are only the coolest and only the most legal. Yes, thanks for listening. And we'll be back next Monday for more schemes. We're coming up on it, man. This is episode 96. That means there's 97, 98, 99, and then episode 100. Ton of stacks. That's four more. What? Four <laughs> lights. There's only a hand, yes. There's only a handful of things that I've done more than a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great package. Eat, sleep, and make love. <laughs> you know, if I took off my shoes, I could probably continue. I could continue to count down there. Should we get fat right now? Yeah. 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 And thank you to everybody that was hanging out live with us in the green room. We appreciate seeing all of y'all every week. All the uh, boosters and all the producers, thank you very much. (laughs) Much, much appreciated. Brud, Brud boosters? Producers. Producers. Oh, thank you to everybody that boosted the Gimp tonight. Oh, yeah. The Gimp's so happy. Oh, yeah. He was in The Gimp it. thanks you. He would thank you if he could. Yes. But he uh, can't. We're not selling them. Let's see what he's got to say. Oh, I'll well, some, some. <laughs> We're not oh, splitting any fine. sats with the Gimp, right? We're not giving him anything, right? Uh, no, he, that's no, part no. of the kink. That's part of the yeah. kink. He's he into likes that. that. Yeah. He loves it. He loves it. <laughs> he asked us for it. Oh, deal. <laughs> he fucking asked. Careless gimp. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I'm gonna try and stay as careless as the gimp until next Monday. I've been Booberry, Black Knight of the Mothman. And I have most, uh, certainly and indefinitely and indubitably been lavish. Right after he went nuts? Hey, whores. Oh, you can find out for 250. I think you might be addicted to conspiracy. Tell him to get off your rocks. Get off the rocks. Pale satin. Wow. Q.
catch you on the flip side. Boost with the force. Let your feelings guide you. I both read and masturbate to tarot. What is a number? A miserable little pile of secrets. But enough boosts. How about you? Holy crap. Fuck Spotify! This is Behind the Schemes, the esoterica of your dreams. Yummy, 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 yummy